following program contains language and subject matter that you may consider unsuitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. Greetings, Earthling. Uh, His Highness the Jackal. The Jackal. I'm going to pass the reins to Mr. Jackal, the new king of Virginia. I think Jackal's a Latino. I'm not sure, but he'll give it to you again. The Jackal. Welcome one, welcome all, welcome friends, welcome foes to another episode of Inside the Jackal's Head. That's right, everybody. Thank you all for being here on this ominous evening as I join you from the one and only PSN Studios down in Miami, Florida. And tonight I have a very, very uh, special guest joining me on the show tonight, Uh, somebody who I've uh, often had on uh, recently and who has become a really good friend uh, to the show, and uh, somebody who has a lot to uh, definitely say, I would think, uh, about uh, certain topics that we're going to get into and explore tonight. So, uh, you know, the name of the gentleman who's going to be joining me is none other than Mike Heston Rogers. And uh, if you're not familiar with Mike Heston Rogers, you will be uh, shortly reminiscing of... uh, historical event i would just say uh that happened uh in uh, this country uh, a while back and uh it's one of those uh things that uh, will never be forgotten uh because it's that important folks and i'm talking about the travis walton fire in the sky event that is correct uh that is the mike heston rogers is going to be on with me like i said he's been on many times and he's one of my favorites to have on on the uh, show here with me so I am awfully uh, excited to have him on and look forward to uh, bringing him on the show in a little while. And like always, I urge the audience to please have an open mind when you uh, when you listen to one of the shows that we do here on the great public streaming network radio, PSN Radio, SoFlo Radio, and the Global Indictment Radio Network, which are already, I believe, the stream. I'm not sure if uh, Jern is running us anymore. Um, I think they have uh, another show on at this time. But anyway, I know PSN and SoFlo are running the stream right now, and we're looking really uh, good. And uh, again, this is June 10th, 2021. And uh, Mike Heston Rogers is uh, somebody who uh, is the realist, when it comes to a lot of things and uh, there's you know been some issues recently with him and uh Travis and let's just say that uh you know this uh, some stuff that he wanted to address and I'm pretty sure we're going to get into some of that I do have a couple audio clips that uh and video uh, that I wanted to uh, get to cuz I'm both on audio and video uh believe it or not we're streaming on both live at the moment uh, we're actually uh, doing pretty well on both sides, thankfully. Uh, I do have, like I said, a couple of video clips that I wanted to get to, which I thought were uh, relevant to what's going on with the world today. Uh, so I'm going to get to that in a second. One of them involves Louis uh, Gomert, who asked the FBI director why he won't call January 6th mostly peaceful, which really, that's what it was. Uh, another one uh, that deals with uh, Kamala Harris, who is the failed VP so far in dealing with the crisis at the border, and it's an issue that is just getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Folks, 
We had six kids in the last two weeks raped by the border. Okay, now, I know there's folks out there who love to, you know, uh, throw shade at Trump, who loved, you know, the three or four years doing nothing but complaining and, and whining and, you know, using whatever means possible to defame, smear, talk crap, whatever about the orange man, because orange man bad, right? Bad Trump. Well, the problem is, you can say all these things you want, and you can pretend to, uh, you know, be a, be as righteous as uh, as you want. But the funny thing is that now it does seem like the left do not come. It's starting to echo Trump. In fact, I'm talking about the failed VP herself, right? And uh, you know, when I talk about her. Often it comes with a lot of jokes. Uh, this is why. And look, folks, this is Kamala Harris. Okay, she is the supposed vice president of the United States. She, in her ungodly, uh, un, you know, wisdom, uh, speaks a lot of nonsense. But finally, she's addressing the border crisis. Now, she has not yet been to the border, but she went to Guatemala, of all places, and she started talking about the border issues. And uh, now look at this. She sounded just like Trump. Check it out. Do not come. Do not come. I'm going to come. Ah, that's a little joke. <laughs> He's gonna come. But listen, folks, seriously. Uh, so she's saying to the people now at the border, don't come, right? She should have really been saying that from the beginning. I mean, where was this, uh, when we needed, uh, for her to say that? You know, that's the, the real question here. She refused to talk about it. She refused to deal with it. And now we have situations like this here. To deal Two with. weeks ago, there were six kidnappings in one night. So in kidnapping, they come onto the plaza. You hear the person screaming for help. Everyone stands around and watches. No one wants to die. People have their own children. That's right. Nobody wants to die. Uh, people do have their own kids. But you have to understand that what's happening right now at the border is a disgusting crisis. And it's something that they created. I mean, this is no joke. The the left created this crisis. Uh, they refuse to deal with it properly. You have a vice president who is completely inept, doesn't want to go and deal with it. And, you know, I got into a, a heated debate yesterday with somebody because they think that this is all, you know, Trump is the bad guy. Trump is always the evil guy. And, yeah, Ramon, I'm talking to you, girl, all right? Uh, you know, for you to to sit there and blame Trump for all your problems, and when I ask you why it is that you hate Trump, all you come up with is, well, he said something about grabbing pussy, and uh, that was back in, uh, what, 15 years ago to a guy named you know Billy Bush. Come on, Ramon, that's no reason to hate somebody, and I hate to break it to you, but in every uh, situation where uh, sex is involved, Eh, guys are grabbing the, you know, the pussy. 
It just that's the way it works. That's the way it is. And quite frankly, with the way the you know the way that world is today with the whole transgender thing, you almost have to before you even kiss somebody. Like you have to go down and start grabbing uh, you know vagina just to make sure. You, I mean, you can't tell anymore, right? All the hormones and all this uh, stuff that people are you know, are putting into themselves. So. We have literally an administration right now that is causing major problems at our border and who is responsible right now for people getting killed, hijacked, murdered, raped. And then you have people like Ramona from uh, Global Indictment Radio Network who didn't rather say, well, it's the lesser of two evils. No, it's not. It's not. How is... Uh, anything that Trump has ever done, the lesser of two evils, when the guy currently is literally destroying the infrastructure of this country. I mean, think about that. Not only is he responsible for destroying the infrastructure of this country at the moment, this dude is a pathological liar. Okay, he was thrown out for lying before. Let's not forget that. He he had to walk out of an election in the 80s because he was lying. And now you think all of a sudden he's going to start telling you the truth? I mean, how inept politically do you have to be or just brainwashed and stupid to believe that? This is where he belongs. So you brought condoms. What else did you bring? Look, this is not, but that, they... And then you sent these pictures. I don't, well, anyway, I, I don't believe there's anybody out there believes that I have anything other than consistent interest in making sure every child is, these are all our children. You talk about taking her out to buy sexy bras and panties and thongs. When I ask him about his obscene screen name, he starts to laugh. Well, <laughs> you think this is funny? You know, I'm, I'm just not going to go there. If we keep doing that, that's, I mean. There's something I got to tell you. I'm Chris Hansen, and I work for a show called Dateline NBC. Oh, come on, man. Oh, come on, man. Obviously, that's a joke and it's a spoof, but, I mean, there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, this is a guy, remember his son, crackhead, um, his policies are, you know, very, very uh, crazy. He constantly lies. Uh, he lied during the debate with Trump. In fact, uh, he, right here, check this out. I'm going to play uh, this clip, which actually shows him lying. I mean, straight up lying. We're going to talk about immigration now, gentlemen, and we're going to talk about families within this context. Mr. President, your administration separated children from their parents at the border, at least 4,000 kids. You've since reversed your zero-tolerance policy, but the United States can't locate the parents of more than 500 children. So how will these families ever be reunited? Our children are brought here by coyotes and lots of bad people, cartels, 
and they're brought here, and they used to use them to get into our country. We now have as strong a border as we've ever had. We're over 400 miles of brand-new wall. You see the numbers. And we let people in, but they have to come in legally, and they come in through America. But Maryland. how will you reunite these kids you, with their families, Mr. President? Let me just tell you. They built cages. You know, they used to say, I built the cages. And then they had a picture in a certain newspaper. And it was a picture of these horrible cages. And they said, look at these cages. President Trump built them. And then it was determined they were built in 2014. That was him. Do you they have a plan cages. to reunite the kids? Yes, we're working family? on it very, we're, we're trying very hard. But a lot of these kids come out without the parents. They come over through cartels and through coyotes and through gangs. Vice President Biden, let me bring you into this conversation. Quick response and then another question to you. These 500 plus kids came with parents. They separated them at the border to make it a disincentive to come to begin with. Bay, real tough. We're really strong. And guess what? They cannot, it's not coyotes didn't bring them over. Their parents were with them. They got separated from their parents. And it makes us a laughing stock and violates every notion of who we are as a nation. Let me ask you a follow-up question. They did it. We changed the policy. Your response they to that? It. We, we did not. They built the cages. The, they, who, who built the cages, let's, Joe? Let's talk about what who we're built talking the cages, about. Joe? Let's talk about what we're talking about. What happened? Parents were ripped. Their kids were ripped from their arms and separated. And now they cannot find over 500 sets of those parents, and those kids are alone. Nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. It's criminal. It's criminal. Let me ask Kristen, you about it. I will it. say this. They went down. We brought reporters, everything. They are so well taken care of. They're in facilities that were so clean. But some of them haven't been reunited. Good. But just ask one question. Who built the cages? I'd love you to ask him that. Who built the cages? Let me ask about your immigration policy, Mr. Vice President. The Obama administration did fail to deliver immigration reform, which had been a key promise during the administration. It also presided over record deportations as well as family detentions at the border before changing course. So why should voters trust you with an immigration overhaul now? Because it made a mistake. It, made too, it took too long to get it right. It took too long to get it right. I'll be president of the United States, not vice president of the United States. And the fact is, I've made it very clear. Within 100 days, I'm going to send to the United States Congress a pathway to citizenship for over 11 million undocumented people. And all of those so-called dreamers, those DACA kids, they're going to be immediately certified again to be able to stay in this country and put on a path to citizenship. The idea that they are being sent home by this guy and they want to do that is they've gone to a country they've never seen before. I can imagine you're five years old, your parents are taking you across the, the Rio Grande River and it's, and, it's, and it's illegal. And you say, oh, no, Mom, leave me here. I'm not going to go with you. They've been here. Many of them are model citizens. Over 20,000 of them are first responders out there taking care of people during this crisis. We owe them. We owe them. Kristen, he had eight years to do what he said he was going to do. And I've changed without having a specific. We got rid of catch and release. We got rid of a lot of horrible things that they put in and that they lived with. But he had eight years he was vice president. He did nothing except build cages to keep children in. Vice President Wrong. Biden, your response. The catch and release. You know what he's talking about there? If, in fact, you had a family came across and they were arrested, they, in fact, were given a date to show up for their hearing. They were released. And guess what? They showed up. 
for a hearing. And this is the first president in the history of the United States of America that's anybody seeking asylum has to do it in another country. That's never happened before in America. That's never happened before in America. You come to the United States and you make your case that I seek asylum based on the following, on the following premise, why I deserve it under American law. They're sitting in squalor on the other side of the river. President Trump, your response, uh, so 30 important. seconds, and then we'll move on. It just on. shows that he has no understanding of immigration or the laws. Catch and release is a disaster. A murderer would come in. A rapist would come in. A very bad person would come in. We would take their name. We have to release them into our country. And then you say they come back. Less than 1% of the people come back. We have to send ICE out and Border Patrol out to find them. We would say, come back in two years, three years. We're going to give you a court case. You need Perry Mason. We're going to give you a court case. When you say they come back, they don't come back, Joe. They never come back. Only the really, I hate to say this, but those with the lowest IQ, they might come back. Okay, President very- Trump. When you listen to the president and you listen to that debate and, you you know, you take out whatever you want to take out from it, but really pay attention to what they're talking about. They're talking about the, the whole border crisis, right, and how, uh, you know, the, the cages uh, were built, and we know this for a fact, by the Biden Obama White House or the White, the, uh, really the, the Obama Biden White House because Obama was the president then, Obama is the president now, but the cages were originally built by them, not by Trump. But I, don't you just love how they always try to spin uh, in in all these things? They try to spin like the narrative, and Joe caught lying, saying we didn't build no cages. Yeah, Joe, you you built the damn cages. Not only did you guys build the cages. Uh, you're responsible for actually separating and and really, if you want to get down to it, you not only separated more families, Joe Biden, uh, you, you not only are responsible for that, uh, but you also are responsible for building new cages after Trump, and and there's uh, new um sanctuary mini cities that are being built in uh, in mexico by people waiting across the border remember when this guy was running he told everybody as soon as he's president surge the borders right that was the big narrative surge the borders so now we have a border crisis we have this nincompoop in office who doesn't know what the hell's going on we have kamala harris who is a complete idiot doesn't know what the hell she's doing uh she's in guatemala and, and talking about not going to europe and but she will not go to the border we have six kids in the last two weeks who were raped right at the border okay uh during nighttime when everybody you know was uh not paying attention, there was two. Uh, there was six kids that were kidnapped and raped from this one camp. Okay, this stuff is happening during the Biden administration. But you have people like Ramona over on the uh, Global Enlightenment Radio Network who are completely inept when it comes to politics. Completely. And all she does is throw shade at the president. But check this out. And I'm going to go on break after this. Uh, this is the White House, all right, talking about this. And uh, this is none other than Jan Circleback Saki. And uh, you have to hear this because it's just, 
It's absolutely hysterical. Listen to this, folks. I will say we're not taking advice from former President Trump or most of the Republicans who are criticizing us on this, given they were all sitting there while we created this problem we walked into. Hold on. Listen to what you just said. While we created this problem, we walked ourselves into. Yeah, Jen Psaki, circle back to that, because you know what? For once, you were telling the truth. You, your administration created this problem. Here, one more time. I will say we're not taking advice from former President Trump or most of the Republicans who are criticizing us on this, given they were all sitting there while we created this problem we walked into, uh, both at the border uh, and uh, with with the movement of migration that has been growing over the last year. So we're not taking our guidance and advice from them. And not just the goons in the White House. Again, Ramona from Global Enlightenment Radio Network. That's right, I'm talking to you. Trying to call me out when I'm not even paying attention on the uh, chat room there. Well, check it out. Ramona has no idea what even is happening in this country politically. She is lost in translation Bill Murray style. Completely lost. I'm sorry to be the one to break it to you, Ramona. But you need to like stick to other topics if you're going to ever continue doing radio. Because you suck politics you're a nice lady not saying you're a horrible human being because your politics are retarded but your politics kind of retarded again people that don't have an idea and are just orange men bad and they don't want to listen to the facts should never ever get involved in politics they should just stay quiet with that folks i'm going to hit break now and when i come back i'm going to bring on my guest mr Michael Heston Rogers, the realist himself, and uh, we're going to uh, talk about a whole lot of stuff that's going on in his life, including some that has to do with uh, a good friend of ours, Travis Walton. We'll be right back. Came down. Right, everybody, welcome back to Inside the Jackal's Head, right here live on PSN Radio, SoFlo Radio, and PSN-TV. Thank you all for sticking around with me, and welcoming my friend, my guest, a legend, an icon, and somebody who I envy because he has more hair than God gave me, and I'm much younger, and I hate you for that, Mike. But God love you, man. Thank you for being here so much and uh, spending uh, the next hour with me on the show. Appreciate yeah. it. Well, the reason I got all this hair is because I, I just can't afford to go to a barber. <laughs> I just yeah. thought you, you I thought you were trying to like wish away the uh, the need of having like you know like a rug put on your head or like plugs or something because yeah. you're like wishing it away. You're like, please don't leave, please don't leave. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think it's going anywhere. No, my you're grandmother. Looking, you're looking parents, great, brother. In fact, she she died when she was ninety four, and she had the full head of hair, dark hair. Wow, look at that! I was yeah. saying that we were joking around earlier, and I was like, you know, uh, you have this great, you know, hair that I wish I had, and you're like, yeah, but your beard is dark, and I'm like, yeah, but you can just for men yours. <laughs> I, well, I, you know, I'm, I'm not sorry. I'm not Joe Biden. I'm not going to go by plugs. 
Uh, shout out to uh, our man Rush Limbaugh who uh, left us. Uh, he used to call Biden plugs. <laughs> oh, he left. He quit. No, he passed Mr. away. Limbaugh? Rush Limbaugh. Rush Limbaugh passed. Oh, he did. Yeah, you didn't hear? Oh, uh, I, I don't. I don't watch TV. You know that? Oh no, I know fact, that. But uh, remember, he's, fact, a, he's a radio I, I guy. I deliberately don't have the cable to my TV. You, so I, you, have a, I have the Yeah, you, you cut you cut that cable a long time ago, huh? Good man. Well, you know, I arrange my my sleeping so that I can watch the sun come up every morning. And I'm on the second floor here, so. <laughs> how's how's that working out for you? <laughs> well, in ways it's pretty good. Uh, I always feel like I'm up in the air, you know. <laughs> Unless <laughs> I go downstairs, but uh, that's the thing. Uh, here, about two weeks ago, I took a tumble down my stairs. And, oh wow! You know, I had a little a little trouble balancing before that, but now I can, I can hardly walk. Really? Yeah, I, I spent a day in the emergency room, and the only reason I didn't stay there is because they wanted to fly me to Phoenix for an MRI. Uh huh. Uh, well, why? Oh, well, because they said their machine, their MRI machine, was broken. Wow! Are you <laughs> I serious? Said, well, I'm not going to Phoenix. <laughs> I don't know anybody down there. Nobody, you know, I'm not going to sit in a, a room, you know. And uh, I have family up here. They're not going to go down there, you know. Uh, right. I don't, I don't want to be down, especially this time of year. For God's sakes, it's hot down there already. Oh yeah, that's true. Well. I mean, isn't most of Arizona warm at this point of year? I mean, this, we're in the summer, so. Well, right now, uh, it's still not dark, and I was I went out the door here a little while ago, and it felt just about perfect. Oh, really? But, but uh, it's, yeah. what, like 80, 90 degrees out there right now? I know you guys, no. you don't have, like, not the... Not where I live. Not where I live. I'm up in the mountains here. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so it's, it get a little bit colder for you up there. Yeah. Yeah, now down here in Florida, we we uh, unfortunately don't have the uh, option of having a whole lot of mountains, as you know. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so we get we get really uh, warm weather, and it's sticky because of, like you know the humidity and all that stuff that builds up. Uh, so it's it's not fun. People think it's a whole lot of fun being down here. The weather's nice. Yes, you know it's cool when it when it's winter time and everybody's snowed up, and we're like, yeah, it still feels like summer. That's beautiful, but it's so sticky and, and moist outside. It's like it's a weird climate down here sometimes. But uh, and it's been really rainy the last few weeks, which is strange. Well, I wish it would rain here. It hasn't. Uh, we didn't even have a monsoon season last year or the year before that. Oh no, kidding! Uh, uh, three years ago, we had a little bit of rain. And well, I'm I'm hoping this year we'll get. Get a monsoon season. I really hope we do because <laughs> it's it's uh, getting pretty bad. Yeah, you guys uh, definitely need the weather up there uh, to get a little bit better because, I mean, the crops and all that stuff that uh, is in the areas up there, I'm sure that, you know, you guys yeah. need it. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure you're not that uh, close to town to just be making local visits to your local, like, uh, supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a fair distance to the supermarket, yeah. Exactly. And I mean, where's the nearest mall if there's even a mall that's open over there? Uh, let's see. 
Well, in Pine Top, there's a fair-sized mall. The Safeway's in it. Oh, uh, for then real? Further down the hill towards Shuttle, there's a there's another uh, mall that's not quite as big, but it does have a lot of stuff in it. Oh, okay. I, so I guess I mean, you could say yeah. this this area has two malls. One one is down towards Sholo, and the other one is in uh, Pine Top. Gotcha. How's everybody uh, treating the uh, the changes going on with the new misadministration? <laughs> Have you guys had an, an overflooding yet of like uh, illegals showing up yet? <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't noticed any changes at all, really. To tell you the truth. Of course, I have to say I don't watch TV. No, this is true. Uh, I spend yeah. my time over here on this other big computer to my right. <laughs> and, uh, usually, you know, doing CGI's or or, uh, or uh, whatever. I do a lot of that. I'm working on actually three books right now. Yeah, let's talk. Time. Let's talk about that I because keep... I'm. Mean, you know, you're okay. you're an awfully busy guy, and I know that you're getting more and more into like the uh, writing and stuff. And you and you're a, a kind of like a do it all yourself type of guy because not only can you write the book, but you could actually illustrate the cover. And I mean, uh, you yeah. can just do the entire thing yourself from A to Z, no help from well, anybody. I illustrated both of Travis's books. Actually, they're 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 one, one book really. The the uh, second book, which was Fire in the Sky, was uh pretty much just an elongation of the first had a lot of stuff in there about Phil class trying to put him down because he was such a a hole. (laughs) uh, (laughs) I've heard uh, from many that say the same about Phil class. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He would go out of his way to make up stuff. He really would. And, uh, because I was, we were, uh, Travis and I were on Larry King live with him in 1993. In fact, it was the night, that the movie opened, which was uh, March 12th. Mm. It's just coincidence. It was, was 90, uh, 94, right? 93, 94? 93, 93. Yeah, 93, 93, yeah. Yeah, yeah March 12th, 93. Yeah. And that same night, we were on Larry King Live. Yeah, I remember. I actually remember watching that. Uh, you yeah. had a uh, much darker hair back then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Actually, my my mustache, my beard started turning white first. Yep. Uh, about oh, fifteen years ago. Yep. Now, uh, well, yeah, but that was ninety three. So we're talking about almost like what twenty see, years look at, ago. Look at, look at my look at my hair. Look at that. Yeah, it's, I see uh, that. It's uh, pretty it's, dark. Stop, it's, uh, stop showing off there, uh, man! Stop showing off. <laughs> You see how he is? He's the realist, and he has that ego to go with it. Look at my hair. You chubby, bald, blind man, look at my hair. I got you beat. (laughs) I guess I got an ego. I don't know. Oh, man. You. No, no. You're a good man. (laughs) You're a good man, Mike Rogers. Uh, But, you know, I I know there's there's a lot of stuff that's happening. Uh, Tell me about the books. I want to hear a little bit about these. Oh, uh, the one I've been working on the most, uh, and I think, well, the one I've I've actually been offered money for it already, but unfortunately that was before Biden was elected, and after Ah. he was elected, my New York publisher wouldn't speak to him anymore. I think they found out that I voted 
Democrat. I mean, Republican. You know? Wow! So they they canceled your they canceled the. Uh, yeah, that was a that wow. was a small fortune, but uh, uh, so now I I got to find a different publisher. <laughs> you know, I put those out to finish it first. But I'm I'm working I'm working on another book, actually a book that's already finished, and and I probably might go with that because it's called the first event. Mm. Actually, the first event of the Phoenix Lights. Oh, okay. So it doesn't tie into the Travis. It's a, uh, it's a fiction book. What's that? Oh, okay. So I, I thought it, it might have tied into Travis somehow. No, that doesn't huh. tie into him at all. Okay. No. So I, this I is about the. It, so this that, is uh, fiction about the Phoenix Lights. This book. Well, the Phoenix Lights. Uh, it's a fiction book. Okay. Right. Uh, I won't reveal too much about it, but it's a story about how. Uh, the whole thing happened in a way that uh, is rather intriguing, as <laughs> I think it is. Uh, I, I won't go too much into that. I say it's fiction because, you see, most people believe in the Phoenix Lights. As a matter of fact, on my Facebook page, uh, a couple of different times, I tried putting the information out there, the documentation, right. okay? Yep. They want to have it. There are only about a, a handful of people even asked to see... The documentation, mm-hmm. or or the uh, article that I had in the MUFON Journal in May of uh, 2019. Uh, so you know, I just kind of gave up on that. But but this this is fiction. It wasn't originally written that way. <laughs> right. I changed it because you know nobody's going to accept a real story, right? It just won't. Right. Maybe the skeptics will. Matter of fact, they won't either because they think it was airplanes. Well, I mean, if you do something in a, a fiction way dealing with a real event, it actually works out better because you could, you know, come up with the characters and base it on the event itself. But, you know, you save on royalties because you don't have to pay anybody because their name is not used, it's not their story. It's, right, that's exactly right. Yeah, it's an that's original kind of, fictional kind of story the way, based uh, on the event. us with Fire in the Sky, huh? That, they, that's exactly how they did you guys on Fire in the Sky. I'll tell you what, they changed that movie so bad. It was, uh, when I first watched it, I went, oh my God, this is hardly recognizable. Mm. This is just not the story, you know? Yeah. Now, I will say this, my part, you might say, of the movie was a little more, a little closer to real, okay? A little closer to realistic. Mm-hmm. Travis's part of the movie was pretty much fictionalized. At least yeah. the part of, you know, board the UFO and all that stuff. Right. I mean, pretty much fictionalized. Hell, it was fictionalized. The whole thing was fake. <laughs> and I, when I talked to Travis years ago, he told me, yeah, that didn't happen, that didn't happen, that didn't happen. And I was like, right. what the hell happened? Oh, yeah, I read the book. I know what happened, but why didn't they put that in the movie? And he was like, I have no idea. You know, they're just, you know, Hollywood. Oh, uh, and, yeah, and Hollywood well. loves to destroy, I mean, the real story I've always said is better than what they put in the movie. I only talked to two people in Paramount. Uh, well, I guess Tracy Torme, who's the one that right. wrote the screenplay. Uh, he uh, he pretty much held to. He just didn't want to say much about it. Okay, <laughs> but the, <laughs> uh, the the director of the movie, name is uh, Wolfgang Peterson. He uh, he he talked to me quite a bit about and I was asking him and he says well you know we need to be original 
Uh, and this, these creatures have been in beer commercials and stuff. So <laughs> uh, that's about all I got out of anybody. Oh, wow. That's uh, bizarre. I know Tracy Torme was um, upset, and I heard, and I've you know seen him publicly speak about this once. Uh, and he said uh, a long time ago that uh, he didn't even like talking about it because he was so like mad at the way that like, everything turned out because it wasn't what he initially wanted to do with that movie. Uh, I think he had initially uh, really uh, genuine. Uh, affection for the story, really wanted to tell an honest and true tale of like what happened in the, and what the book was about. But uh, unfortunately, again, Hollywood men, the the powers that play, uh, yeah. they you know make the money and put the money forward. Told them you got to do this or else. And, well, I'll uh, tell you this much: Paramount shot themselves in the foot because yeah. if they would have stuck to the story, it would have been a blockbuster. Yeah, but I, I mean, mean per- it, it almost the, the, was anyway. But you know, well, I'm talking about a yeah. big one, you know. Well, but look, they they did it to him a couple of times. They even did it on his show Sliders. When that yep. show came out, I mean, that was a great show. It had a lot of really interesting concepts when it came to, like, space time, time travel, space travel, interdimensional wormholes, Einstein's, uh, you know, Pateski, uh, Rosenbridge, I mean, the whole nine yards. And they went in and they butchered it after, like, the first two seasons. And then, like, you know, by the fifth season, you're like, what the hell am I watching? And, <laughs> And they canceled, and it was funny because they got canceled. They got their political agendas for one thing. Yeah, you know, but what was funny about that show was he left, I think, after the second season because he couldn't deal with it anymore. And they took it off of Fox and ended up on the Sci-Fi Network. And it got canceled after five seasons as the number one show on the network. And they still canceled it because it was so bad. Even though it was the number one show they had, it was so bad that they were like, yeah, even though it was number one most watched, this is just junk. I mean that's gotta <laughs> that's gotta be terrible that feeling for the creator who did it create a fantastic show. So yeah. I mean that's sad, but Hollywood does that all the time, I and mean, they really like nailed uh, you know fire in the sky in a bad way, man. I mean that that's why I always said if you guys can get that back and and redo that movie, it'd be awesome. And I know there was talk about that recently, right, or not long ago. Well, yeah, there's been a lot of talk about it, but uh, mm-hmm. for me personally, I I think the story's just been. I think it's played out, basically. Uh, there might be a, a mo- another remake, but it won't be a big-budget movie like Fire in the Sky. It'll you think be, it might uh, be uh, wise to wait like maybe a few years before they, they shoot another movie? Like maybe wait another like 10 years or something like that? I don't know. If they wait too long, it'll be history, won't it? Well, maybe that's that's the point, though. Sometimes it's good to wait on some of these things before they remake it. I mean, it's already yeah. been 30 well, years almost since the first one. If so. they wait another 15 years, I'm probably the only one of the guys that will be left alive. I think you so, know. too. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You and Steve Pierce. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Steve Pierce. Yeah, he's become my buddy, actually. Uh, I know. I, I was giving him a shout-out every time. I was a crap, you know. Every time you're on air, I give him a shout-out. He's a good man. I like Steve, man. He's a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. I like that beard mustache he has, too. <laughs> oh, and John Gallette. Oh, man. His looks crazy. His, his is white, and it's like it's like a full... <laughs> it, I don't know what you call that, but it's just... It's like everything below his nose is just all white, you know? And oh, is that like a full man shoot type of deal he's got going his mustache, there? His mustache comes like this and down his side, you know? 
I so it's almost, that, but I'm it's not. Like a <laughs> full man, it's like a full man American shoe. Yeah. Actually, uh, I'm, I'm, sl- I'm slowly getting rid of my facial hair. I, as you know, see, I used to be all here, all here. I, yeah. I shaved all this off. And, uh, uh, that's yeah, I, 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 I saw that. You're like I'm a lot more cleaner. You're, you had the beard uh, before, like last time I talked, you had like all covered in, in uh, facial hair. I'm not going to get rid of my mustache or my beard, but I may, I may uh, shorten my hair. You know, get it down to shoulder length or something, or or maybe even shorter. You ship me some of that hair, and I'll make a wig out of it for myself. <laughs> oh, yeah, how much is worth, huh? Look at that. Hey, coming from Mike Rogers, that might be worth a couple bucks. <laughs> well, that probably wouldn't worth shipping. <laughs> uh, it, well, at least it'll cover the, it shouldn't be enough to cover the shipping and handling, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Have Get some this, of Mike Rogers here. Right over here the, to my left. Over here. Yeah, I was going to ask you, is that like a black Leonardo DiCaprio? What's going on with that guy? Because he kind of looks no, like a black that's Leonardo. A, that's a painting of Christ, okay? I'm not, I haven't finished the hair. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, when I get it done, I was, you know. I'll hang it on the wall. <laughs> right now, it's just leaning up there. <laughs> but, uh, he, he does have a little bit of DiCaprio in the uh, in the face, though, if you look at him. It's, really? Uh, and, and, and a tad. Maybe I'm just seeing things like our friends see faces Maybe. on Mars. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> who, who, the, who knows? But listen, I know that you wanted to talk about some other uh, stuff that's been happening uh, recently, because last time we spoke, I was really happy that you know you and Travis had... Uh, got everything together and uh, everything was on, on the men's. What's been going on with you two? You two are uh, on the men's still, or what's happening? Oh, we're having a little bit of rough water. Uh, Travis seems to be a little more upset than I. In fact, I'm not upset at all. But uh, he's uh, very concerned about a. I won't mention any names or anything, but about a, a group that is hell bent on making a skeptical documentary okay and uh he travis is pretty upset about that actually i can uh, imagine yeah i mean uh you know they're, they're trying to tarnish something that uh i mean well, how much more do you guys need to do to prove it i mean how many lie detector tests have you guys taken in the past uh, well long, you know this this guy supposedly uh recorded me without me knowing about it oh wow I, le- I listened to a little bit of it because he sent it to Travis, not me, uh, because he uh, he unfriended me on Facebook, telephone, everything. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, and uh, so I haven't been able to directly uh, speak to him or text him or whatever, uh, but Travis has, so I've uh, given him certain things to tell this character, and uh, we'll see what happens, you know. <laughs> Hey, anything uh, we can do here on... I'm very concerned on... about his reputation, but... Uh, yeah, and, of imagine. course, I am mine, too, but yeah. uh, not quite like his. You know, I'm I'm, I'm somebody... You see, I, I learned what happiness is. It's called having no expectations, which came easy for me because I was sort of that way to start with. Mm. And uh, so... I really don't care what's going to happen with the future you know i mean i mean i'm concerned but i'll just let it happen you know i'm not going to get all worried i'm not going to get upset about it well i i mean 
is it somebody that we know here on the, on the network or somebody that's relatively uh, known uh, publicly? Or? No, no, I don't no. think so. Okay. Uh, what's really strange to me is this guy has legs that are about half the length of his upper body. <laughs> Holy and, moly. Uh, I, that's the first time I saw him. I thought, what? You know, kind of strange. I mean, it's not his fault, of course, you know. I mean, people are Bad just genetics, born the way yeah. they're born, you know. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, or maybe I, he I maybe he's a hybrid. Yeah, yeah, hybrid. <laughs> well, somebody made a serious mistake of his. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nobody well, said God was perfect or aliens are perfect. Right? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, and uh, here a month ago, uh, or a little more than that, Travis and I, my sister Dana, Travis's brother Don, and my friend Richard Gonzalez. Actually, Travis and I were like the main characters. And they did, uh, I think they went to Georgia, too, and they filmed uh, John Gallette and Steve Pierce at the cool. same time. And uh, so I don't know what's going to happen. That'll be on the channel, Travel Channel, and I, I believe they, they said October, sometime in October. Well, that's cool. Perfect place for you guys to the Travel Channel, considering that Travis uh, took a travel. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And yeah. really, life for you guys have been one big travel since, because my goodness, yeah. man. <laughs> you know, you know what this guy about this uh, skeptical documentary. Uh, uh, what he did, you see, here a few months ago, I, I made the statement that I, I uh, how do I put it? I'm no longer to be considered a witness to Travis Walton's supposed abduction. Now, right. I basically did that to kind of get his ghost, Travis's goat, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I was just trying to get his attention, in other words, because he seemed to be unapproachable, you know? So I figured if I did something that would piss him off, you know, then he would take me serious, see? Right. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, pu you, push the, the, you push buttons. I, I get it. Yeah, You're the realist. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, yeah, it, there's a little bit of psychology involved in that. It's kind of like a long-term plan, you know? Right. <laughs> But what this uh, this this one fellow did, uh, see, I, I admitted to him that none of us, none of the witnesses, actually saw Travis get abducted. Right. I sped away in the truck, and uh, which well, anybody who knows that. anybody who knows the case knows that to be a fact. We've all like, there's no disputing that. You guys took off, and even Travis, when I talked to him years ago, he was like, "Yeah, I don't blame him." For taking off, because I, I, you know, they thought I was dead. So why would they stick around? That's right. Why have the whole crew die? You know, I mean, that, to me, I, I love you. Uh, you're my buddy. But if I see something uh, that does that to you, I'm taking off too because I don't want to die. You know, <laughs> that's just common sense. Right. Well, also, yeah. I had all those guys yelling at me too. You know, I hesitated. You know, I yeah. hesitated a few seconds. A few seconds. You know. But they were they were yelling at me pretty pretty loud. They, in fact, when I didn't leave immediately, they were really shouting and yelling mm -hmm. at me. Yeah. And uh, no, so man, all said that, down, you I, know what it is I, though, Mike. It's people right. like that. They don't put themselves in the heat of the moment, and they just look at optics. And mm -hmm. you know they don't understand that when you're in that moment and something like that happens. You have to deal with it in a situation where everybody deals with things differently, and you know this is the way you guys dealt with it. And I think honestly, nine out of ten people would have dealt the same way that you guys did. 
I'm pretty sure they would. I I, I, I was down on myself for a while, but, you know, in fact, I kind of flip-flop with that here time to time to time, but I'm pretty much stable now about, you know, that's what anybody would have done. Right. No, I mean, I mean we, can't, we can't blame you. It had to be rather strange or, or off balance, you know, to, to have done different. <laughs> you know, you know what's great uh, about you know the, talking about this, uh, Mike, is you know one joke in horror movies is like, why is you know the guy going in that direction by himself? He gets killed, and then why did his friend go and go in the same direction, trying to investigate? Why don't these people just leave instead of trying to investigate how one guy died? Right, because and then there wouldn't be here, a story. There well, be yeah, story, but here right? in real life, you guys did the logical thing, which we all think in the movies that's what they should do, which is take off, and then you get criticized yeah. for doing the right thing. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Oh, uh, man. my my son and I were watching a movie uh, last night. See, it's called News of the World. Tom Hanks. Oh, okay. You know, I haven't seen that one, but I heard about it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it, it's a very good movie. It really is. Uh, it uh, it has its moments of sadness and 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 then joy. You know, mm. it it it's, it was put together very good. Anyway, there's this one scene in there where this little girl she's kind of down at the bottom of this hill. She's like maybe two hundred feet away, mm-hmm. and so Hanks he walks up the up the up the hill there, and and because he thought it was horses running, it turned out to be a, a dust storm coming down them. Well, the dust storm catches up to him. He starts yelling to this girl, and, and it pissed me off because I was thinking, if that would have been me, I'd have just run straight down to her. Just, just, I would have run straight, straight to her because instead he, he like, he just stands there and starts yelling for her, and then he starts walking slow that way. Uh, that just didn't, wasn't real at all. Again, you know, it could be maybe. Uh... Just the way you know that person would have dealt with. I mean, again, people deal with things uh, differently. And well, again, it might not be movie, realistic you, to you, us, you have to but have it is a movie, sense, though. So, yeah, it is a movie, and if they, you know, you know, I'm sure for dramatic. I haven't seen the movie, but for dramatic purposes, I, I the writer probably thought that would work best. There's often yep. things I don't agree about, you know, with movies, but that's what movies do, though. They reflect the best and the worst in humans. And at the same time, they give you know twists and angles, which not everybody follows. It, 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 I think that some directors call it suburbing your expectations. I don't know if you ever heard that expression before. Well, I don't have any expectations, so that wouldn't really equate with me. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man! Uh, look, I don't know uh, this dude, uh, whoever he is, but I'll tell you this much: if, uh, if there's anything we could do uh, on our end here on PSN Radio, you let me know. We'll go smack him up a little bit, All you know. Right. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll take kneecaps out, man. Whatever you need me to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, we got your back. Well, we got your back. Well, like I say, I can't even. Uh... I can't even talk to him anymore. He's unfriended me. He cut me off the phone. I've tried several things, so he won't. And uh, so I do it through Travis. But Travis is so upset. Uh, I've never seen him that upset. To tell you the truth. Well, he's beside himself. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, everything works out, and uh, you guys are okay. 
you know, let's let's switch up a little bit. Uh, what do you think of the, uh, you know, possible disclosure? We're in that month. Do you think we're going to get anything disclosure uh, coming our way? I honestly don't believe we're going to get anything worth anything. Yeah, same here. And you know why? Because I don't believe the government knows any more than we do. They they see things in the sky, they film things mm. in the sky, but they have no idea what they are. You know, that well, that's the narrative that it seems like they're going with. But you know what's funny, though? Um, when you read the, uh, the the Walton experience and you know what happened in the uh, ship, you know, we talked about this before where he has the... Uh, the human-looking uh, beings that approach him in the ship. Uh, you know, what if there's some truth to that, and these are actually humans that are working side by side with the aliens? I don't know. I, I mean, they never that. they never spoke to Travis, <laughs> so I mean, you know, he has no. Way. But that would be kind of funny, though. They would have actually spoken, and they had like an accent. You know, think about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, he says they never spoke a word. I mean, either kind of the grays or whatever they call them, uh, those little. Creatures, whitish-looking creatures. Yeah, the grace, the grace. Yeah. Uh, of course, I've drawn all that. You know, the human types, the Nordics—they call them, mm. uh, or the grays, as they call them. <laughs> but imagine if the Nordics-looking guys, uh, or the, the the one guy, because I know it's a guy and a girl, um, supposedly. Uh, but imagine if the guy would have been like, "Hey, Travis, come on, buddy." We're going to take you over here and away from the little gray guys because, you know, they're just, they're some dangerous folks. Uh, these little gray, uh, little, you know, nincompoops running around. Like, I know they tried to scare you, my friend. I mean, if, if somebody with an accent like that comes on, you're going to, yeah. you're going to be like, okay, uh, am I being punked? Where's Ashton Kutcher? What's going on here? <laughs> and this is in the 70s, so actually, I don't think Ashton was still, uh, you know, swimming yeah, in his daddy's shorts. But uh, I, you, you know, I tell you the truth. You know, you know, I've done a lot of investigation into UFOs and stuff like that, obviously. But uh, I don't, I don't think aliens have actually talked to anybody. I think the only one that um, might have had some verbal communication uh, was um, Betty and Barney Hill. I think Betty actually got the alien to speak to her. One of the aliens. Uh, if I remember right, and they when she asked uh, where they came from, and they and they told her that it didn't really matter because she would not really understand. And she was like, "But can you show me?" And he showed her like a star map or something like that. Uh, I think that's one of the rare occasions. But you're right; most of the time, people say that they are um, communicate telepathically if they do at all, for the most part. And a lot of folks are just like, "No, they don't even say a word; they just grab you and move yeah. you." Yeah. Well, I'm tell you something. I met Betty Hill over in well, the convention in New Hampshire. Okay, she was aging at the time. I don't know how old she was. Sixty-five, seventy, somewhere in there. That, that, I was gonna say, that must have been and, a while and, back. And she, and she told me. She said, uh, I, "I said I was talking to her, and then I'll know her." She was telling me about Bigfoot, and I said, "What do you mean, Big Bigfoot?" She says, "Oh, well, I talk to him every day in my backyard." I thought, "What in the world?" Yeah, that kind of leans towards uh, her losing her mind, you know, or making Mm -hmm. something up. Well, I mean, uh, she was, what, 68, you said? Something there, somewhere around there. I don't Uh, know if she's still alive. Is she still alive, you know? No, no, I think she's passed on uh, at this point. You know, I met Kathleen Martin, who's a lovely lady, uh, her niece. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
And, uh, I mean, she's never brought that up, but that'd be interesting to bring that up to her one day and ask her, um, you know, what she thinks, uh, about that, uh, because, I mean, that's interesting. Uh, now, here's the thing, though, Mike, and while, uh, it's funny that we mentioned Bigfoot because the show we had on earlier tonight, Kate, uh, who does a show around the campfire actually brought up the term, the, uh, Bigfoot phenomenon. And what's interesting about that is, they brought up uh, a theory that has, of course, been running around for a long time. The Bigfoot is interdimensional, or not from this earth. So let's just say that Betty and Barney Hill's contact, whatever it was, uh, triggered the ability for other interdimensional beings, like a Bigfoot, uh, to make contact with her as they, they saw that she wasn't fr- uh, frightened or afraid, you know? I mean, if they're checking up on, on us and uh, these beings are really there, Mike Rogers, uh, then you got to like, say, well, there's a, there's a possibility, whether it's one in a million, one in a trillion, one in a hundred, there's always a chance. Like it's like uh, Jim Carrey said in Dumb and yeah. Dumb, there's always a chance. <laughs> yeah, always a chance. <laughs> so you're saying there is a chance, yeah. Correct, yeah. <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> you got me laughing here because <laughs> I like. And you have a great laugh, I've my friend. Times, yeah. <laughs> so you're saying this a chance? No, but you know Kathleen yeah. Martin. She's a great lady. I, I actually got to meet her in person uh, back in MUFON in 2016 uh, when I yeah. attended um, the uh, conference here in Florida, the symposium. And I got to meet her and Stan Friedman and all of these folks. And, the, you know, their story, especially, you know, uh, Stan Friedman's story, always, uh, you know, it's one that I'd love to talk about because he is essentially the guy who got Jesse Marcel to come forward and talk about Roswell before he even wanted to step foot forward and talk about it. And I think other than the Travis Walton experience, Roswell is probably, like, you know, number two as the most talked about UFO case uh, in the country, in the part in the history of the country. I mean, they made a a movie about Roswell. They made a movie about fire in the sky. You know, they've they've tinkered with both and messed up both. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at least you know these are the ones that people talk about the most. And we haven't had another experience like that since Travis had his experience. I mean, now you look at uh, like the Stan Romanics of the world. I mean, Jesus, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, you have a lot of, uh, people that are putting computer, gen- computer generated, uh, UFOs online and all oh, the CGI yeah. crap. And I, I can mean, do it, that stuff too, you know? Yeah. I mean, what's, it's the a, what's the point? I mean, it's just, uh, you know, it's a lot of time and stuff wasted for the devious pers- purposes about all you could use it for. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and the time involved, I mean. Uh, I don't want to be devious. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, 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 not only that, it, it's not just that it's a time-consuming thing. It's idiotic because it, it muddles the water. And it makes it, uh, you know, something that is harder you know, to pinpoint what's real and what's not real. And then you have, of course, the people who say, well, you see, if, if that is fake, everything is fake. And then you have to yeah. take that into account, and then you have to, you know, it's yeah, really well, it makes that more of an uphill battle, to be honest. The trouble, the trouble today is anything can be faked. Of Sound, course, sight, yeah. anything. I mean, uh, and Hollywood proves it 
all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so many of these movies now are like, uh, you know, like Star Trek or something. You know, it's just like, you know, fifty percent, eighty percent CGI. You know, or at least parts of the scene are, are and and uh, so many other movies are that way now. Uh, oh yeah, no. I, some some movies are like. I wanted a table here, but I didn't think about it at the time. Can you CGI a table there? And they're like, yeah, no problem. Five minutes later, there's a table on the scene. <laughs> yeah. Well. Why buy know, props? I have, a, I have an interesting story, kind of a joke in a way. Well, it's humorous. Let's uh, hear it. about Bigfoot, okay? <laughs> I don't know how long ago it was. It was actually 12, somewhere between 12 and 15 years ago. I uh, went on a little expedition, a three-day expedition. It was, well, it took me a day to get there. But <laughs> I had the, for three days, we were in Northern California, five of the guys, okay, uh, bed rolls and packs and all that stuff. And we were, I wasn't really hunting for Bigfoot, but, I was, you know, I'm a curious guy, you know. So so we uh, we went up, went up, started above Red Bluff, okay, and went up through some of the, we deliberately hiked through the, some of the darkest woods and everything we could find. And uh, those guys, those five guys were serious, and I won't mention any of their names, of course. But uh, they were serious, and, uh, and on the third day, I mean, we hadn't seen anything. There was nothing, uh, no tracks, nothing. But uh, uh, on the third day, in the afternoon of the third day, uh, we suddenly there was this Indian guy uh, standing um, this, in a clearing, okay? And so we walked up to him, and and he says, are you guys looking for Bigfoot? Because he's just like, you're looking for Bigfoot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. He says, "Well, he says uh, we got some. What's some? Uh, he says, uh, you, you mean uh, Sasquatch? <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. He says we got a couple in our village. You know, really. <laughs> a couple? Not, okay. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we followed this guy. It wasn't very far. Two or three hundred yards. You know." Through the through a little bit of woods and stuff there, and they opened up into this town. It wasn't it wasn't a village. I mean, you could call it a village, but it was a bunch of trailer houses and kind of uh, there was a couple of fairly new looking buildings, but it was just kind of a uh, shamble looking town, you know, basically. And and there was a highway right on the other side of it, which was strange because we were we were less we were a quarter of a mile from the highway, you know. <laughs> I didn't know that because uh, we didn't know where we were going. Uh, uh, had a map, but. You know, you couldn't make much of it. We were just looking, you know, trying to find the darkest stuff we could. Anyway, uh, he invited us into his house, which was actually a house, a kind of a house. Anyway, and we, and, uh, we went inside, and, and his wife was, you know, cooking some lunch, I guess. He says, yeah, sit down, stick around, because, uh, you know, we, you guys got to be hungry. Well, yeah, we are, because we had pretty much run out of food, you know. And uh, anyway... <laughs> Are you hungry? Do you have an elephant to eat? (laughs) We had pretty good food. She served sandwiches and like some turkey and turkey slices and stuff, some salad. It was, you know, pretty decent eating, you know. And 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 right there before we even finished, he says, well, he says, I got to tell you guys something. (laughs) I told you there was some in the village, right? He said, yeah, yeah. And, uh. I, I just sensed that something funny was going to happen. I could just hear it coming, you know. I mean, just feel it. And uh, and this this Indian guy, he says, uh, "Well, he said the problem is you've got the name switch around. You got the name switch around." She says, "We don't call him Sasquatch. We call him Squasnatch." 
Oh, and it's just a that's big hairy right. Indian oh, dude. Right. That's all. Right. The, the other guys, you know, they're like, "What? What?" You know? I start laughing, you know. And uh, anyway, uh, so and, and, and it turned out it was just like it, you know? it, it turned out it was just a big hairy Indian dude, right? Like, yeah. Anyway, you take, there's a lot of things I, I didn't say. I was trying to hurry this up, you know. What she was telling. Yeah, they are big. They're they're scary. And they they stink really bad, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. That's why I, I figured something was coming, you know. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I've, yeah. I've told that joke several times over the years, you know. That's and, uh, funny, dude. It's, it's actually, it went, I don't know where the hell it went. You know, it went round the horn or something. Came back to me one day, and I thought, what? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So uh, I'll probably be hearing it some more. <laughs> so you had like an eight degrees of Kevin Bacon with that joke. It came right back to you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I went um, Bigfoot, I wouldn't I would say hunting, but I went Bigfoot uh, searching uh, years ago with a few friends of mine. This is before I started doing the radio podcast. Um, this back in like 2007 or 8, I was on vacation, and uh, it was uh, up in the mountains in Montana. And they were like, oh, let's, you know, see if we see anything. You know, like, you know, they were like, I was like, I don't think they got Bigfoot out in Montana. They were like, no, but you never know. Let's start going in the woods. We might see a Bigfoot or a ghost or, or something, man. There's some creepy shit out here. And I was like, all right, cool. You know, whatever. Let's take, let's take a, a walk around. And I tell you what, I think most of the time people are just scared of their own shadow, Mike, because yeah. every time like they would step out on a, on a twig or a log and then you hear like, They'll be like, oh, my God, it's Bigfoot. Oh, my God. Yeah, and the yeah. sister started running. I'm like, you stepped on a twig, you you punk. You know? yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I, no, we yeah. saw nothing. After, like, six hours of, like, walking around in the woods, we were like, okay, guys, uh, there's no Bigfoot out here. Um, it's just getting cold, and, uh, you know, there's nothing going on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we didn't even have, like, a Blair Witch uh, type of event. I would have settled even for that. Like, give me some witches or something. Come on. Something. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, the expectation, you know, something you put in your own mind. Yeah. Expectation will cause a whole lot of things to happen that aren't real. Yeah. Well, that's, I think that's what uh, Biden and Harris are trying to do right now with the border crisis. They're trying to, like, make it so it's not happening, even though it's happening. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, you yeah, asked I, me earlier about if, uh, Mexicans coming across the border. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> well, it's not even that. It's not the. It's not. The, it's not I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, there's that I used too. to work in the woods and, and used to run crews of Mexican guys because they were awful hard working. Of course, I paid them the regular wage, you know, whereas other contractors were paying half that, you know, taking advantage of them. I wouldn't yeah. do that, you know, but. That's uh, a sad reality, though. A lot of these people that come over the border to work, uh, and they end up being taken advantage of by a, a lot yeah. of bad people. But see, the thing is, not even the Mexicans that are coming over the border. Uh, you know, it's the people from Honduras, Guatemala, making these you know ridiculous treks uh, from their country through the border. And what's going on is the coyotes that are picking these people up with the kids and the women by themselves and. That's the issue. I, I, you know, read a story earlier before you were on where there was a camp that uh, just uh, got put together under the Biden administration. 
uh, outside of Tijuana, and they had thousands of people there waiting to see, to search the border. Uh, and they're now, like, they're doing lines of people like, you know, okay, this group, you search next. It's like the movie 300, right? Like, they're all staged, ready to go. And uh, in this one camp, in the last two weeks alone, Mike, uh, there's been six rape uh, cases of little kids being raped by people within the camp. So we're talking about a camp set up because of the crisis administration just uh, created and children are getting raped people are getting killed uh you know i saw a video recently of uh, kids being thrown over a fence which is not finished uh you know in the middle of the of the uh, border um the people literally are throwing kids over the fence and uh you know this uh, administration are like yeah you know open borders but we're shutting the capital down uh, okay, we put fences on the capital, we put borders on the capital, but our actual border front open floodgates, search the border. And the problem with that, it's not the Mexican workers that are here, that, you know, God bless them for doing what they do, but it's the children and the women that are being taken advantage of and raped and murdered. And that's happening now more and more because of what's, you know, the policies that are going on, which are just, I mean, horrendous. I mean, we look at the loss of life alone in the last uh, five, six months. I mean, if, if you're humanitarian at all, it's heartbreaking, you know? Wow. Well, I don't keep up with that, and for that reason. Yeah. Uh, I just don't, I don't want to be uh, concerned. I, I don't want to be depressed. <laughs> it's heartbreaking. Like yeah. yeah, Yeah. for me, imagine I have to, uh, you know, keep up with the times and, and I do the podcasting, so I have to, like, you know, read through the stuff and watch these videos, and it's heartbreaking to see some of the stuff. I wish we could all just, you know, like, go back uh, and rethink some of the policies that are completely failing in this country and uh, just really try to fix the situations. But unfortunately, it's not just here, it's uh, other countries too. But I agree, sometimes I just want to unplug and not even do the show anymore uh, about politics or anything because it just, it's it's so sad. It's a, It really is. And then you wonder, is this the reason why the aliens keep us, uh, you know, like at arm's length where they're like, yeah, not ready yet for full disclosure. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well... <laughs> You guys still you know, are having too many crises. Yeah, we'll wait, you know. Yeah. Which always makes me ask the question, you know, certain people like, uh, you know, you, Travis, uh, you know, folks who have had these experiences, you know, it almost seems like you're chosen by destiny to have them. But I know with Travis' situation, is like you guys just kind of like accidentally walked into the situation. Travis did anyway, and then you guys were like, you know, well, we all did. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I did. I was driving the truck. Yeah. And then he, <laughs> then he walked directly into it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it was a little different in that sense, which I always, uh, I, I told Travis, and I, and I, I like the fact of this. You know, it's part of what he also believes is that uh, you know his was an, not an abduction case. His was perhaps they were fixing him because he might have been killed. Yeah. 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 Uh, which is a well, lot he, about these he, beings. Uh, he did something they weren't expecting. Uh, and they were, what happened to him wasn't deliberate. Right. In fact, looking looking back on it, it didn't it didn't it couldn't have been deliberate. You know, I mean, why would have they have done that? See. No, and it's not uh, like they were waiting. They're like, 
Okay, any minute now, we're going to have a couple guys in a truck, and they're going to come down <laughs> here, and uh, one is going to get zapped. Words, aliens <laughs> can be surprised as well. It, Which stands it, it, exactly. the reason, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They might be 10 times, 20 times, 100 times smarter than us. They can be surprised. Yeah. You know? I mean, who knows what they were doing in the, in the woods back then? Maybe they, may... they were using the, maybe they were using the restroom. Yeah, you know? maybe they were running diagnostic, <laughs> you know? I, I'm sure they must do that sort of thing, you know? Maybe of they were course. eating. Maybe they're yeah. making love. <laughs> who knows, you know? Maybe they were taking a nap. Maybe You know what? Maybe they're so smart uh, and they're so intelligent and they can travel the cosmos. But, Mike, they have not invented cruise control. So when they want to take a nap, they just got to all land somewhere and be like, all right, everybody, let's start taking a nap. Uh, no cruise control. Think we should get thing. on that. Uh, shut up, have, little one. have to go on at, at, at least the speed of light to get, to get there or – here from there, right? In fact, right. if you if you do the math, okay, just to get from Alpha Centauri, okay, who's the closest, actually, the binary says, just to get there, I mean, get here from there, would take uh, many many months, even even at the speed of light. Yeah. Well, that's where, uh, I guess the theory of wormholes and, uh, you know, those kind of things, uh, come into play. But, you know, while it's fun to theorize, uh, there's no science that actually, uh, has produced that kind of technology that we know about. And, I mean, what are the chances that really you could bend space and time into a single singularity point where you could just cross right through and you're like 10 light years away? I mean, seriously, uh, that's uh, far-fetched even for Einstein. Uh, well, it's a nice theory, and mathematically mm-hmm. you can probably theorize it, but realistically, I don't know, man. What do you think? Well, Rosenbridge, you know, that's... Uh, those were just theories that Einstein and them had put out. They weren't... Uh, they're just a theory, and they were never backed up by any kind of uh, proof of any kind, not even any kind of real evidence, you know. No, like I said, it was, it was just math. We don't, we don't have proof of much of anything. Yeah, and that goes with religion, it goes with uh, ufology, it goes with everything. And in fact, it's funny, we know less about the ocean than we know about space. That's right. And we live right on top of the okay. ocean. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. not something. <laughs> and uh, this, this book that I'm, you know, I'm still screwing around with it because I keep finding new illusions, you know. <laughs> I mean, natural illusions, uh, man-made illusions, mental illusions. And another category that I found uh, in the process is called uh, virtual perception. And that is rather unique because that is uh, a natural illusion. Yeah, yeah. It's uh I can't explain it here without, you know, visuals or something, you know. But, uh, well, for instance, if you if you look at, uh, on paper, something that's three, you look at it and you cross your eyes or you let your eyes go natural, go, go lax so that you, one way or the other, your eyes focus on something and it's deliberately made because they've got books full of these things, you know, and, and you, can, you can get three-dimension out of it. And some of it's really striking. It's very good three-dimension, okay? Uh, that is virtual perception. Very now, true. That doesn't yep. explain it exactly, but yep. uh, uh, as a matter of fact, if uh, 
take a take a seven four seven. You know, everybody's seen them taking off or landing. You know, right. they're actually moving at approximately one hundred ninety miles an hour, either leaving or on approach and landing. And if you see them kind of out in the sky to where there's no real reference to go by, just the just the okay, they will look like they're moving way too slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's well you know, perception. Yeah, because, it's because true. the thing of it is, is that it will look it looks slow because it's twice as big as a normal jetliner. Right. You know, it, 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 Mike, I did this. Uh, I don't know if I ever told you, but I I hoaxed a UFO video. Yes, I did. Uh, this is uh, years ago here in Florida. I was outside my house, and there was an airplane coming directly towards me. Not like it was going to hit my house or anything, but, you know, it was coming in, uh, directly in my direction. And it just looked like it was just sitting there in the sky. And I'm like, oh, let me get my camera on. This is, like, before cameras were, like, 1080p or 4K like they are now, you know? So it was a little bit blurry. And as I tried to zoom in, it became an orb. And it, and it looked like it had all this kind of like fiery stuff in the middle. And I mean, by God, this looked like an alien ship. And I recorded like five minutes of this thing just sitting there. And you can hear the worst acting ever in the video. Like, oh, my God, there's an alien spaceship in the sky right here in Florida. And I'm I'm hamming it, right? I'm This is like me hamming out. Like, this is a complete hoax. I'm doing it on purpose. And I posted that on uh, on YouTube. This is when YouTube first had gotten started. And uh, I posted it on there, and I was like, let me see if anybody bites on this. And sure enough, about a week later, there was some website that ran with it as an authentic UFO in Florida. And they, and the website over had over about a million-something uh, like hits where it became like the biggest story they had. And I was like, oh, my God. They actually believe that this is a real, legit UFO. And I I tell you, I'm not even lying. That This is straight up. On the uh, comment section, people were leaving comments like, have you been approached by the men in black? Have you talked to the FBI? What else have you captured? Oh, my God, this is the best footage I've seen in decades. And I'm like, this was an airplane. And I know it's an airplane because the direction it was coming from, there's an airport. And when it went over my head... It was an airplane. <laughs> so well, I had, a, I had an incident happen like that in Snowflake. And a friend of mine, Rich and Gonzalez, were standing out on his porch, and this was just uh, two or three weeks after, you know, the event happened in November fifth, nineteen seventy-five. You know, uh, anyway, we're standing on the porch, and this look way off to the east. There was this bright light, and it slowly got larger and larger and larger, and Pretty soon, I, we looked down the street there, and everybody was standing out on their porch. And, of course, this was uh, early evening. I mean, it was, like, dark, but, you know, it was just kind of like right. twilight, you know. And uh, everybody's standing out on their porch, and I could hear comments from from across the street and from down the way, you know. Oh, my God, it's a UFO. It's a UFO. <laughs> and, and then it came right up over to the top right. It was it was actually a jet headed towards Phoenix, right? <laughs> it comes over, it goes. Shh. <laughs> yeah, but see the difference there, not Mike is far, not too far past the light went out because it was the it was the uh, what do you call it headlight of the jet just actually <laughs> left on, right? 
And, and, and even after it went over, everybody's going, my God. <laughs> but the difference is, though, Mike, when you say something like that, when you're there, everybody's going to be like, yo, that's a UFO. It might yeah. have to be the Mike Rogers is here, you know, like, <laughs> we must be getting messed with now that it looks like an airplane. But it, I don't it, think yeah. people even knew I was there, i tell you the truth. Uh, I, I could just hear them, you know, from, from, from across the street and down the way. Uh, they were they were doing their comm without knowing anything about me. <laughs> but, uh, it was it was because of, you know this this thing had just happened to us, okay? Right. And uh, so it was all it was a big thing there, especially in Snowflake, and and you know, half the people believed it. But it's funny how even people who didn't believe it suddenly started believing it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in fact, today you you won't find hardly anybody in Snowflake or anywhere for that matter. That doesn't believe in the UFOs that, you know, uh, yeah, no, no, no I, 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 that, that's very true. I mean, I've met a lot of people and I don't, I've met only a few people in Snowflake, Arizona, but I met a lot of people in Arizona and it's like a statewide, Mike. I mean, everybody pretty much is on point where, yeah, we believe that happened. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there's really, I've been doing this for 11 years and I've not met one person in 11 years who tells me, ah, that's all BS. You know, they, these guys hoax the whole thing. The only mm-hmm. ones that I ever hear say that are like the, the debunkers that want to make a mm-hmm. name for themselves on the internet. Those are the oh, only yeah. ones. But when you actually talk to the people in the area who know you guys and, uh, and were around, especially the older folks who were there in the 75, I mean, there's no debating it. I mean, you know, you guys uh, out there know what I'm talking about. You know that this yeah. happened. Yeah. Well, there was a book uh, by Bill Berry. It actually came out before Travis's uh, book, uh, uh, The Walton Experience, okay? And uh, in the, in that book, he, he calls me and Ken Peterson utterly straight arrows. Because he had investigated and found out that... Uh, Neither Ken or I had ever had done any kind of thing wrong. No traffic tickets, no nothing. And the funny thing is, right to this very day, I still have no criminal record, no police record. Uh, I, I do have a police record for uh, kicking a couple of guys' asses in the street. But other than that, you know, uh, no. Uh, I heard about that. You're a tough guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess. You well, used to be able to do those roundhouse kicks and... Uh, uh, now you're 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 more Steven Seagal with like just you know, the hands like. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Here about a month ago, right down the street here, uh, when I could walk. Okay, I mean I can walk. I go up to the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> I would I hope so. Oper- <laughs> they say I need a back operation. Well, I don't oh, know about wow. that. Makes that, two of us. So pretty, I feel your pain. Intrusive in it. Especially at my age, which is 74. Uh, I don't know if I want to do that or not. Uh, maybe, uh, but I'm pretty, uh, you know. I, I mean, I, do, I you have a, do you have a, not to catch up, but do you have a broken, like, L4 or L5 or something like that? Because that's what I have. Yeah. Well, I, I haven't seen the x-rays yet. Uh, those are still to come. Gotcha. Uh, in fact, I still haven't had the MRI yet because they had to reschedule it. And I'm, I'm supposed to get word of that here in a day or two, but and I'll, I'll have it done. But um, right now I'm kind of stoved up. <laughs> and uh, anyway, 
I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you something to think about here. Uh, I, I actually had this conversation with my back doctor when, uh, when they were talking about doing my back surgery a few years ago, a couple years ago. Um, and he even said, if you could avoid it, avoid it. Uh, because even though it's fusing the spine, you're never going to be the same. Uh, my surgery required double surgery. They have to go through the back and then through the front and uh, fuse the spine together with, uh, you know, the the two uh, nails. And then the, the, they have to go in and, like, you know, make sure the screws held in. And it was very, very uh, confusing and very painful, he said. And, uh, you know, at my age, I'm only 43. And he said, this would actually make your uh, your next 15 years, if you're alive that long, uh, he said, uh, it'll make it out so you're going to lose mobility and you're still going to have some pain. So what's the purpose, really? And I, I looked at him and I was like, well, I'm in pain now. And he goes, and you're going to be in pain afterwards. But the worst part is there there is a possibility that it won't work properly and they're going to have to go back in and do a second yeah. surgery. And I was like, uh, so that would be one, two at first, and then the third surgery. And I'm like, no, you know, I I'm, think I'm going to be okay with just dealing with the pain now uh, instead of having to go through all that. So, I, I mean, at, at our age, man, I don't – I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. You know, uh, I was I, – I, the, the only thing wrong with me there up until this happened is I had lost a little little balance from uh, – from uh, actually the, the direct cause was getting hit by lightning. Uh, when I was in a tree uh, installing a, a lightning protection system, a very tall tree. They have some tall pines around here, and of course you find the tallest pine you can to to do that. On. Right. Because it it uh, the taller it is, the better for the protection. It the wider the aerial cover. There's a formula that goes by, and uh, so I was I was in this tree, and I I'd already put the put the cable up for the lightning rod, and it was down you know down on the ground. Still a spool of wire down there, but uh, actually it's a half inch, half inch thick, you know. And uh, it's braided copper cable. Well, all of a sudden, and I, I was the rod and everything was in. I was start, I was going down to set the clips, you know, the things that tied it to the tree. They're called slip clamps. Right. And uh, all of a sudden, I just woke up, like like I was waking up in the morning. And it's, I'm lucky to fall off the tree, but uh, I don't know how long I was asleep. Wow. Uh, but, I, but I thought, what in the hell am I doing in the on top of this tree? And it took me a few seconds to really get my bearings straight, you know. Wow. Then I, then I realized what I was doing. And I thought, now why in the world? What, what caused that? I didn't hear anything, you know. Now, my girlfriend, Bernadette, was, was working down below. She was taking care of the the debris that I was cutting you know trying to get, you know there's a, in order to put these cable up the side of a tree you have to cut a cut a few dead limbs and stuff like that anyway uh, she heard the the lightning but she didn't know what happened uh, she didn't know where it came from and uh, I came down the tree uh, I sort of finished this you know the clips you know but I was uh, kind of dazed you might say when I got down to the bottom of the tree, I couldn't walk. I, I fell over. Wow. And uh, it, so we, we went into the, uh, she helped me into the uh, house, the people who 
we were doing the lightning protection system mm -hmm. for. And and the, the lady says, her name was Liz Bliss. <laughs> I remember that. Anyway, Liz she... Uh, Liz Nice yeah, Liz, Liz, like Elizabeth Bliss, yeah. Bliss, like B-L-I-S-S. -S. Anyway, uh, she said, your face is drooping. I said, what? So I looked in the mirror there. I couldn't believe it. Anyway, do, you it was, do you think you got hit directly by the lightning or did it hit the tree and it no, just got no, the aftershock? No, the uh, lightning hit the, hit the tree, hit the cable oh, is what it hit. Right. And and there's a thing I you know I said an awful lot about lightning rods you know lightning in particular, and uh, there's a when lightning has this force field around it. In fact, uh, you 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 if, if all you could see was the lightning itself, it wasn't mm -hmm. for the fact that it evaporates the air and lights up a whole a big channel that might be a foot two feet in, in diameter. If it was just the lightning, you couldn't see it because it would be such a small. You know, right. Nothing. It's like a thread. Anyway, yeah, it's like a yeah, thread. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh and so yeah, the plasma is what hit me. Yeah. I don't know how much of it, but it was enough to knock me out and I don't know how long I was out. But well, it, what, uh, what that did at least it didn't it, kill uh, you though, that's the important thing. Cause, I mean I mean that's a scary yeah, situation. That's right. Well, the thing of it is the way I was hanging, you know, uh I yeah. was in a harness, okay, a harness. The way I was hanging, I wasn't actually touching the, the cable uh because I'll, i would deliberately set myself you know set the rope and everything for so i was about like two feet out perfect right. working distance to deal with it okay and uh so that's what happened anyway what it did is it precipitated a a stroke wow and uh well i didn't go to the hospital with that stroke uh because I was very, very leery of hospitals, so <laughs> a lot of people are. Yeah, it seems to be where you catch diseases. I was yeah. very concerned when I was in the hospital. Like the beer bug. Weeks ago, I was, uh, I was very concerned about catching COVID there, you know, because yeah, uh, hospital is a terrible place. It's, it's, that's the one place where you're going to catch a disease if you're going to catch one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've never worn a mask, you know. In fact, I make jokes about it. By the way, ask, let me ask you, did, did you take the uh, kill shot yet? <laughs> Have you been uh, vaccinated? Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> and and I'll, I'll shoot them if they try to. I don't blame you. I swear you. God I will. You know, I, I'm uh, not going to do it myself. I, people have asked me uh, all the time, uh, but don't you uh, trust Trump? I mean, you, you voted for the guy. And I'm like, uh, yes, but Trump is not a doctor. And the doctor who was in charge, <laughs> Dr. Fushi, Fucked everybody. So I'm not exactly trusting Dr. Fushi, who also lied to Trump. And even Trump is saying, you know, Dr. Fushi's a liar, right? Like, uh, Trump can't, I think, come out and just, you know, say what he knows right now about Dr. Fushi for political reasons, because he knows they're going to attack him regardless. Uh, so he has to kind of, like, tiptoe around, like, what's happening. But I, I, I'm pretty sure for the last year, at least, he's known that Dr. Fushi was just full of it. And that's why he subliminally has come out saying, well, Fuji has been, you know, inconsistent with the masks or this or with that. He's kind of letting you know that Fuji's full of it without coming out and saying it, which is the proper yeah. way of dealing with it. Because you don't want to be the president that says, yeah, the guy who was in charge of, uh, you know, medicine for the last 40 years with the AIDS epidemic and everything, 
That guy's full of shit. You don't want to be that president because then you look at the government and you're like, what the hell have we been doing for the last 40 years with this guy? Why is Fucci the highest paid person in, in the entire United States when it comes to like people that work within government? I mean, you realize that he gets paid more than the president. Yeah. I didn't know any of that, but I believe yeah. it. Or at least yeah, it's uh, crazy. Yeah. I'd say it's very possible. <laughs> Uh, no, that's a, that's, an, that's that. a fact, I, actually. I, yeah, I that's really a fact. just don't want to think about that. Now, I was very politically active during the election, you know, before yeah. the election. But, uh, you know, it's kind of like, okay, well, what is is, right? I mean, yeah. and what what are we, the little people, going to do about it? Not much. Everybody's talking about August. Something big is going to happen in August. QAnon says August we're going to have Trump come back. And I'm like, QAnon has been fooling you guys for a long time and you keep falling <laughs> for this shit. Like, you know. And, you know, QAnon, uh, Kaiser was talking about it on the show previously where he was saying that it started off as some, you know, real people doing, you know, real leaking of information and this and that. And I'm like, maybe when they first started a decade ago, but. My uh, research into QAnon is there were never a single entity. Uh, it's always been a group of people that have been putting stuff out there. And a lot of folks that are in Antifa currently, I know for a fact, are doing things through QAnon to confuse people. And literally to like make it seem one, that one thing is the narrative. And then when people act a certain way, they they make themselves the conservative you know party, uh, Trump. They make everybody look bad, which is yeah. part of what happened in the Capitol. You had you had Trump supporters, but then you had an entire group of uh, members from like these groups that were fringe domestic terrorists, as I call them, that worked with Antifa, BLM, QAnon, and they were all in there to do what they did and to make it the optic. That there was an insurrection. Some insurrection, nobody got killed in there by one Trump supporter who got shot by one of the uh, officers that worked for Congress. Hell of an insurrection. <laughs> but orange men bad, you know how that works. Yeah. It's, yeah. This is, again, Mike, where the aliens don't talk to us. That's the reason. Yeah, well, why should they talk to us? Yeah, that's In the fact, question. I I kind of doubt anybody who says they have. I think it's one of those things where people uh, think they need to do that, something like that, that uh, pump up their thing, or or you know. And I I don't think it's deliberate. It's just something that happens. Uh, you know, because the mind is a strange thing. You know. Yeah. Uh, people can think things that aren't real. Mm-hmm. They can see things that aren't real. And then you have people saying, oh, well, the common consensus says, for instance, like the Phoenix Lights. Everybody thinks it was alien, right? Right. I'm going to say, well, you know, like 200 years ago, uh, most people thought the moon was just beyond the clouds and made of Swiss cheese. <laughs> I wish that would have been the case. I love Swiss cheese, uh, but you know, <laughs> it, it's it goes back to even like look at what happened with Galileo. Uh, I mean, you know, people looked at him and were like, "Yeah, we got to put this guy in a crazy home." Earth is round, yeah. and now and now they say that about the flat Earth community. 
<laughs> got to put them in a padded room. Earth is flat. <laughs> what, what are these guys the smoking? People don't believe we've been to the moon. Well, that's a completely different kind of a delusional. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, I think we've been naysayers, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Well, as uh, my good old friend, rest in peace, Stan Friedman would say, "The nasty debunkers. These are just the yeah. nasty debunkers, Angel. Don't listen to them." Mm. And uh, my goodness, he was so right about a lot of these folks. Uh, that just uh, you know, it doesn't matter what the facts are. They try to spin it in a direct uh, debunking way. And the funny thing is, when you ask them to give you details of how they're debunking it, they never give you real detail. It's always like a bunch of buzzwords and cold language and narrative that goes nowhere. But they can't be like, okay, see, here's the proof in your face. You, you never yeah. get that. You never get that, uh, uh, which is which know, is sad. I had, a, I had a show when I was with KGRA, mm -hmm. uh, uh, first with uh, – Ken Johnson and uh, Brett Shepard. Yep. And uh, their thing was they were claiming that there were moon bases on the moon, okay? Well, yeah. they actually actually had some photographs, you know. I put several of them up, you know, and everything. And so uh, I got to thinking about it, and I put this one. I got this great big Sony Vio over here, the big grant monitor and the whole thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and I put it on there. And I thought, you know, there's something wrong with this picture. So I started looking at it. It took me a couple of evenings just thinking about here and there. You know, pretty soon I got to put the picture together. It was, it was the whole thing was folded. This one very best moon base shot they had, okay, what had was actually folded up like an accordion, or I should say, stretched out, okay. Okay. And so I figured out how it was done. And what it was was a time lapse, but it wasn't a time lapse over a period of time. It was a time lapse like in segments, like frames, okay? Okay. So I, I collapsed it, okay? I, I had to do, do it several times to get it just right. But I finally got it to collapse just right, and guess what? You're just an ordinary crater full of ordinary rocks, debris. Yeah. In fact, I, I, I put both the pictures on my page. They're way down there now. <laughs> it, uh if you you can actually go there and you find them, one is they're next to each other, and if you jog back and forth, okay, you can see how it, it expands and then and then collapses and it's, it's a normal moon base, yeah. I mean a normal moonscape, which used to be in their opinion a moon base. Do you think there's actually any uh, you know actual bases up there though? I mean I mean that you know but it's no, just a pile of rocks. But know, do you think there's actually anything up there right now? Well, no. About a month later, I had Mark D'Antonio and Peter Robbins on my show. Uh-huh. And uh, Peter Robbins was uh, kind of a, I want a believer, you know, but, but he's yeah. also come sort of a skeptic, you know. And and Mark D'Antonio is kind of the same way, but he's a little more scientific. Mm. And so uh, I showed him that. In fact, I sent him a a, a picture, that you know, both, both you know, and, and told him what to do with it. And he looked at it, and so when he came on the show, uh, uh, he was saying that there are so many orbiters around the moon now, so many different countries, okay, and, and the resolution of these things are much higher. Yep. And and they've taken literally pictures of every square inch of the moon. I mm -hmm. mean, all the way around it, everything. And uh, because they can get clear pictures depending on what the way the moon is, you know, they can get daylight pictures 
whatever, you know. Right. The whole, the whole entire moon. He says, there are no moon bases. I got a wrench that I could throw into that. It's a, it's a, it's a big monkey wrench. What if, okay, uh, the base is not a surface uh, moon base, but it's underground, and they have like a trap door type of thing where when they go in and it closes, it just looks like it's part of the moon, and you can't tell the difference. Well, tell me this. What would be the purpose? To observe and monitor Earth from a very Why? close distance. Why? Why? Why would they need to do that? When they oh, can that, well, that's a, that's a different question well, altogether. Do it from space. Why would they need a moon base? Well, easy cover. Yeah, wouldn't the spaceship be better than a moon than a moon base and all the trouble and expense to to do it or whatever it takes? Well, what if the the moon was a spaceship at one point? <laughs> that's another that's another theory I've heard, uh, Mike. I'm not even what, kidding. What, what if Earth was? What, what if the Sun was? You know, what if I our think galaxy actually, is? Actually, I, I our think all planets are. Sun, all that really is. I mean, yeah. You know that that our uh, if you combine all the speeds, okay? Yeah. Uh, our our Sun is moving somewhere between sixty thousand miles and two hundred thousand miles an hour. Yeah. Depending on the angle and all this stuff, you know. And and so you, we got to be going through an awful lot of space rather quickly. Who knows what's out there? So yeah. what we have here is a spaceship. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. You know, the only on problem is that everything is moving kind of like at the same time. So it's like... You know, that's the inertia we don't feel because, like, it, we're, we're all moving really fast. It's like everything is moving at the same time. And we're spinning, things are spinning, but, you know, we're all moving in one direction. It was spinning in this direction. Right. It's like, you know, it, it's uh, a lot of different things happening at once with all the planets around the, the sun. But when you really think about it, uh, the planet Earth, the moon, I mean, these are all spaceships in a sense. You know, yeah, they're yeah. biological spaceships and we can travel yeah. through the cosmos. Uh, but if we're traveling on at the same time, we're never going to reach a place where it's going to be like, oh, my goodness, it's so different. Unless we're all traveling in a certain direction to an, you know, an event horizon somewhere, a, a brick wall in space where it's like, you know, like the Truman Show when he finally reaches that spot and he opens the door <laughs> and he's like, I'm free. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like you know? that show. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it a long time, but yeah, that was a good. Cool that was a good movie on the the, the Truman <laughs> Show. Right? Yeah, and he finally reaches it. And it's funny because like at the very end, there's like the staircase, and he walks up, and he opens the door, and he gives the bow. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he disappears. Anyway, yeah. Uh, well, I, I got a question for you. Go ahead. Have you ever looked up in the sky and do two things at the same time? Realize that all those stars out there, you know, they're moving different directions. Right. And they're moving at phenomenal speeds. And yet for the last 5,000 years, the constellations have not changed appreciably. I can answer that, actually. Uh, they're all moving in different directions, but the constellations that we see are either moving slightly in the same direction that we are moving in, or no. since we're getting light, they, so they do. They do generally, but the thing of it is, is that uh, there are actually stars that move opposite directions, sideways, forwards, towards us, right. away from us. But remember, the uh, light that we're getting is so old, and it's reflected from maybe a billion years uh, ago. Yeah, but the thing of it is, you know, just I keep using uh, Alpha and Proxima Centauri as a as a, as a point. Okay. Uh, those are several 
light years away. Right. Light years. Right. Now, a while ago, I said it would take several months to get there from, from here, here or from there to here. Right. It actually would take years at the speed of light. And right. then you'd have to figure in inertia. Correct. I calculated at one time it would take over 500 years mm -hmm. to make that trip. If you That's consider the inertia, light. the force yeah. of gravity, you know, uh, the force of gravity that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we can't seem to get away from that. I mean, yeah. we're pretty much tied to the 1G, right? Right. For any, any sort of normal living, especially for any period of time. Oh, we'll uh, be pancaked, we'll be liquefied. I mean, it, it, first of all, mankind's body is not equipped to travel through space for that long period of time. No. Uh, second of all, uh, if you travel even closer to the speed of light, your your body's molecules are going to break down, and once you hit light, you literally are going to become one with light, so you're going to disappear altogether. Uh, Actually, I I don't believe that happens at all. I think that well, if if your thing. ship is fixed for the travel, maybe not. But if we're just talking about the human body, if you, if you travel at that speed, I mean, you're you're going to be bent so far into like you know the light that. Yeah, Your body well, won't make, make it won't make the consider trip. this. Light itself is matter. In a sense, yeah. Yeah. Well, in a real sense. Right. It, it's it's energy, but it is matter. Because everything in our existence is is a, a body of some kind, a, a solid or semi solid body, and mostly right. it takes a round shape, right? <laughs> but uh, right, right. light itself travels at the speed of light, right? Well, that's right. It's called light. It doesn't, yes. it doesn't, uh, it doesn't change. It, it doesn't cease to exist. It doesn't fly off and uh, join some other club, you know. It's, uh, yeah. you know this is ludicrous there, speed. There, there, are, there, are, there are objects that they have seen in space that travel phenomenal speeds. Yeah. You know? Uh, nothing affects them. I mean, they just... You know, I, I don't think that thing about time and all that stuff, first of all, time doesn't exist. Agreed. It doesn't exist. There is no time yeah. travel. And uh, yep. and it's like you think about your life and about when you were a kid and all this and stuff. There was no time involved. All it is mm -hmm. is a chemical process of aging, you know. You just, things just change. They don't, there's no moving forward or backwards in time. There's just change you know of, of particles yeah you know somebody tried to get philosophical with me about that and saying well you know time is not linear like you know we see it there are people living a future life and people that live in a past life and, and we're in a present life <laughs> and i'm like that's just an idiotic way of thinking about it because in the future they're still living in the present because it's the present to them Mm -hmm. uh, which, in other words, that being the future to us, which means that the future is not written <laughs> and the past already passed, so you can't go back to it. So there's nobody living there now. It, it happened. You know, it's like that moment in Spaceballs, and they're like, when will now be now? And they're like, soon. Well, right now, we're in the now now. <laughs> we're all living in the Spaceballs, Mike. That's what it is. But we're in now now. And when you want to get to later, later, you got to wait for that. Right, right, right now is right. Right, right, right now. Wait, wait. Right now. What happened to that? We missed it. When? Right now. That was like seconds ago. 
How did, when did this happen? Right now. <laughs> Some of us have the best spoof now. ever ever made. Spaceball. That's got to be like the funniest spoof. Yeah. <laughs> Instant oh, videos. Videos of the movie made before the movie's even shot. <laughs> when I really come down to think, when I think about it, I really am a skeptic, really. Uh, I don't well, believe you, in ghosts. I don't believe you, in ghosts. You, you almost have to be, though, in today's world, because, I mean, there's so much trickery in not only photography and video, but uh, in, yeah. in even, you know, with, and I was talking about this earlier, with men and women. I mean, unfortunately, you know, that, that hot mic conversation with uh, Trump and Billy Bush from years ago about grabbing the you-know-what, uh, we're in a day and age where men actually have to do that just to confirm that they're talking to a woman, because <laughs> we don't know anymore. You know, like, who knows? You might take this beautiful bride home from, like, uh, the club or church or somewhere. You get in the room, and you're like, you're like, yeah. Next thing you know, she's twice the size that you are. And, you know, next thing you know, you start crying like a little. Oh, it hurts. And you don't don't want to be that guy. Her name or its name is Pat. Yeah. And and then the real voice comes out. I'm not a homophobe at all, you know. Uh, no, no, right. that's not that's not homophobia. That's just real reality. I mean, we're dealing in an yeah. age where the hormones that you know some of these transgender folks are taking are making it harder and harder to even access uh, what you know <laughs> what's a woman anymore. So you you literally almost have to play the trump card and and feel your way across. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> play the trump card. It, well, that's, a, that's a gentle way of saying it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Somebody got on my case about that uh, yesterday. Yeah. They were like, I hate Trump because of this conversation. And I'm like, you realize that's how babies are made, right? Because at some point, your dad went and grabbed the Trump card. You know what, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that's how it happens. I hate to break it to you, and you know. And, not trying to be sexist yeah. or anything, but that's just generally the rule. You know, you got to go down, grab it. Oh, well, let's have some fun. You know, it's just the way it works in the real world. But that's just the real world. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know something? I, people don't believe this, but I've never cheated on a wife or a girlfriend in my life. I, I believe it. That. Yeah, I've never done it also. Uh, I've, had, I've, lots, I've had lots and lots of opportunities, but... I don't know, I'm just sort of a moral person. <laughs> With that hair, I'm sure you've had more than I've had. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've had several. I have several who've uh, come on pretty strong. I'm just turned off by that, actually. i I got to be in love, and that comes pretty hard for me. Yeah. The last I... girlfriend that I had, she was 50 years younger than me. Jesus. And it didn't have much to do with her. Uh, and one day, I caught her smoking meth. Wow. I got pissed, and I kicked her ass out. She'd come back two different times and said, no, I'm different. I'm off, off, off meth. Yeah, well, right. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, uh, once you start down that path, it's not exactly something you, you kicked so easily. I mean, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Knock on wood. I've never uh, messed with that stuff, and uh, being in Miami, we don't really uh, have a, a, like a big movement of that kind of stuff down here. Uh, so it's not like something that's you know very available to begin with. But not that I would seek for it, 
but I've never had anybody even offer it down here, which is a good thing, you know. And uh, I, I'm blessed to say that I, I've gone my entire life without even knowing what that smells like at this point. So, which is, well, yeah, it's saying a lot because I, 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 I've, I know people get I've, sick just I've by the smell. I've been around a lot in my life, but you know, I won't do that stuff. No, uh, no. And a lot of people think I did. Uh, one of I, my bet a lot of in, in I bet in seventy five. I bet. I bet in seventy five. Everybody's like, "Oh, methods." <laughs> People just uh, get something in their head and they won't let go. Yeah. And and once they like professed it, they're not going to go back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so don't profess anything. <laughs> <You> <laughs> Yeah. But but yeah, don't don't even take a chance of something like that. I mean, uh, you know, stick to smoking your weed if you want to smoke your weed, drinking a little, you know, beer here and there. You know, do something that is not to completely destroy your life. I have a beer every once in a while. Oh, I like half a one. That's about all I can drink anymore. Half a one. Yeah. It starts getting warm, and then I just I'm not interested anymore. You know. <laughs> Uh, well, no, yeah. uh, I, I don't drink hard liquor of any kind. I haven't, and uh, and I, I don't. I've never smoked pot. Although people have tried to say, "Oh, I got some really good stuff." Here's Maui Wowie or whatever, you know, <laughs> Acapulco Gold, whatever. And, wow, uh, Maui so, Wowie and so Acapulco Gold. Man, couple, you're going back. Times, I, actually <laughs> tried. I actually tried, and I, I'm thinking, you know, come on, guys, what's supposed to happen here? What am I supposed to feel? You know. <laughs> I have a sore throat. That isn't too good. You know? <laughs> I have a slight headache. Is that? <laughs> oh, you know what? I used to have migraines. That's you brought that up. I used to have migraines up until uh, uh, twelve years ago. <laughs> I was again a, it was a, a light and protection system. You know, we were installing one, and uh, uh, my girlfriend left a. a Digging bar, very heavy steel bar, uh, stepladder there, you know, it's eight foot stepladder. And uh, we were in a hurry because it started sprinkling, right, you know? People always order these things in the middle of the monsoon season, right? <laughs> uh, because they have to hear of a neighbor, somebody got hit and wiped out, everything, wiring got burned out, everything in the house was plugged in and got destroyed, you know? They have to hear a horror story like that before they, and then they get on the phone, oh, oh, I need a lightning rod, you know? <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> We were in a hurry to get this thing done, and I, I, I yanked this rod out that dropped the spool of wire. And when I did that, that rod, that digging bar, came down and hit me in the back of the head. Oh, wow. man, I saw stars. In fact, uh, I, I took off running. I remember that. And then I laid down by a tree in a, in a fetal position. It just all happened naturally, you know. And uh, anyway, make a long story short, uh a few days later, I noticed that I was bleeding all along the top of my head, kind of in a zig, you know, like your, like the skull there, you know. Mm-hmm. And it eventually sort of healed up. Although now, even now, once in a while, I will get a little bit of a, a soft bleed. spot. In fact, I'll look at it and there'll be, it, it'll be bubbling, believe it or not, like little air bubbles. <laughs> I'm trying to see in the camera. I'm, I'm looking at it like the thing about that is, yeah. is that I had never had a headache, a migraine, or anything since then. Oh wow. Yeah. You think it, it popped something in there that uh, made uh, pain uh, 
None well, I think what it did is it released pressure, and I think that's what migraines uh, are. Uh, yeah. Brain pressure. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's really what it is. I mean, when there's too much pressure on the uh, on the sac around the brain, you actually, uh, that's where it starts triggering migraines. I because think, but I don't too know. Too much fluid starts building up in that area. I think I got a little smarter, too, but I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's funny. We're gonna have on uh, on our show here. We're gonna have a, a, a rapper who's a, a friend of mine uh, in the next uh, few weeks, and we we're joking about uh, you know him being on uh, because he goes by the name of the Realist. Also, Realist. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. So I was like, maybe I should have uh, Mike and Javon on both at the same time and be like the Realist <laughs> versus the Realist. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. The, the real, you guys probably. The the real and the realer. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> you spelled it a little bit different, but uh, you, you spelled it R-E-A-L-I-S-T, realist. Yeah, yeah you can yeah. spell that differently, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah he spelled it slightly different, but, uh, you know, a really cool dude. And I was, you know, getting the crack out of, you know, I was cracking up out of that. Because uh, I was like, no, that's cool. I'm going to be the only show who's had two guys that are called, you know, that are called the realist on my show ever. <laughs> And I, I think it was our buddy Daryl uh, from uh, Jern who was cracking up, and he was like, oh, man, you should have him battle. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that. Are you that. talking about Daryl Neely? <laughs> yeah, Daryl Neely. Yeah, yeah, I know him. He's a cool guy. He's a black yeah. guy. He lives in Washington, D.C. Yeah. yeah, he does, yeah. And he, yes, he is. Even though uh, right now, with, have you seen his hair recently? No. He looks more Puerto Rican. At this point, has really? like the hair. Yeah, he has the hair a little longer. He's kind of woofing it. And he's he's like, a pretty. He's a pretty good looking guy, though. He's you know, he's pointing into the side. <laughs> yeah. He's well, he's looking mean, like he's looking like that. Usher. I said that wrong. I said that wrong. I said. I know. I'm like No, no, but the funny. The funny part is, like I said, he has his hair parted nice and something. You're like, he's a pretty good looking guy. Well. Uh, you know, shout out to When I was, uh, I don't know, when I was five or so, my, my aunts, okay, which I thought was my older sisters, believe it or not, because I was an only <laughs> child for quite a while. Anyway, uh, anyway, they, they, they had a lot of fun dressing me up like a girl. They put make me up and stuff. And everything, and I didn't know what the hell was going on, you know, so I went along with it, you know. And then they took me to, uh, to a dance that they had somewhere in town. This was in Snowflake, right? And they took me to this dance. It's at the church, great big, huge stone church, still there. And uh, and and uh, I, I don't know. I guess I was about eight, I think. Anyway, this guy came over and asked me to dance. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you tell him? I do declare, <laughs> no, but I'm just not a very I good don't. dancer. I just, I got two left feet. My aunt get a big kick out of doing me up like this. This is not me. I'm not a girl, you know. The guy actually thought I was, you know. Oh, goodness. Maybe he didn't think you were, and he just he was turned on by what you really were. Of course, you know, I wasn't exactly small, you know, but a girl is small, right? So <laughs> he thought I was a girl. I mean, they did my hair, and they had me in a dress the whole shot, you know. I, I, See? Know, I, I just went along with it because, you know, I didn't know what else to do. 
they always got a big kick out of it. They would do that quite often, but that's only one time did they take me into town. <laughs> this is why you have to play the trump card. Because you never know. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're in bed with Mike Rogers. And, you know, unless you're a woman, that's... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not that kind of a guy. <laughs> Uh, God bless you, man. You're you're a riot to talk to. I love having you on the show here. It's always fun uh, to bring you on. Uh, you know the the books you're talking to, about. You know, finishing here. I, I'm really interested in in the one of the Phoenix Lights in, in particular because I've always you know oh, yeah. wondered. Uh, you know well, what I your might, take or finish that one because you know, actually it's finished and. Uh... Put that uh, out, man. It's Even fiction, if it's uh, fictional, but, uh, yeah. Thought, but... You know that that would probably make a movie, actually. Yeah. Uh, of course, it depends on you know everything. But uh, then there's one other. It's just a concept at this point. It's called Adventures with re- with the close Adventures with Close Encounters. Oh, okay. And I've already got the already got the cover done. Of course, I've got the cover of all of the, the three things I've been working on. Uh, natural illusions, uh, uh, right? Adventures with close encounters and the first event. Now, adventures with close encounters are, are these going to be based on real events or? Yeah, real... absolutely real events, definitely. Okay. And 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 a lot of those, uh, th- of course, one of them is what happened to us in nineteen seventy-five. But cool. see, three three I mean, five years prior to that, we had a, an incident that happened. Travis and I. And my brother, Charles, and my sister, Dana, and my sister, Joy, and uh, who else? Anyway, there were six of us in the car all together, and I had a Dodge Charger, okay? Uh, very new Dodge Charger at the time. Hmm. Anyway, we're headed to Phoenix, and we saw this thing, you know, from Snowflake. And I, at first, I thought it was a street light. Anyway, we get out there... Uh, and by the way, this particular thing has a number of witnesses. And one of the guys, his name is Rue Hunt, was a bus driver taking uh, eight football players, high school, back to Heber. Okay. And uh, they saw it. And then we found two other guys that had seen it from a different angle, kind of from mm-hmm. the other side. Okay. Everybody had the same description. Okay. And I have Rue Hunt. I have a tape of Rue Hunt because he he ended up at the first convention that Travis and I went to, which was down in Tonopah, Arizona, buildings that were shaped deliberately like a UFO. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that was a long time ago. That, that was in 1976. Anyway, uh, I, Rue Hunt was there, and he was speaking, and I, I was very surprised by that. Anyway, it was recorded, and I have a copy of that. And... Uh, He's dead now. He he died in a car accident a long time ago, uh, and his wife and uh, his son Fred Hunt was a very good friend of mine all the way all the way through school, grade school and high school. But uh, yeah, that was that's another real event. And then two years prior to that, something happened with my brother Charles and I, okay, and we were cutting trees out in the woods, and. Uh, we, we had this like a central location because we had to walk into this place and uh, we had our lunch and stuff there and, and the gas and oil and everything for the saws mm-hmm. and we would come there, you know, meet up there for about the time we run out of gas was about the same, you know, because we had the same type saws and uh, 
and I felt this something up there, and I looked up, almost straight away, not quite right up, you know, and there was this silver ball. At first, I thought it was like a weather balloon, okay? But it was silver. You know, weather balloons are white. Anyway, and then and then as we stood there and watched it, uh, I noticed that the clouds are moving past it and, and above it, okay? So we laid down on a log, and uh, our heads against the log, and sat there for like half a, half an hour. And uh, it the clouds just kept going by. And at one point, a jetliner coming out of Phoenix or whatever flew real close to it, but not not on it or anything, just very mm-hmm. close to it, and went on by. And the clouds are still going by. In Arizona, they go towards the northeast because they come out of the southwest normally. And uh, anyway, it got tired of watching it because we needed to work. I mean, that's what we're there for. So right. we went back to work. But I couldn't keep my eyes off it. And and within a few seconds, uh, I just looked up and this thing dropped, you know, dropped like this. And then it just mm-hmm. stopped and then sped off like slow at first and then just gone disappeared yeah that's very and similar that's, to one of, the first, one of the first ones I saw is very similar to that yeah and of course there's been things after that yeah one, one of them for me was in England oh wow you saw one in England also an orb making a crop circle oh wow yeah you know, that one you haven't told me about please tell me about that well uh, actually I've been to in England, a number of times over the years. It started in mm-hmm. 1993. I was there in 1993 to promote the movie with Travis, okay? Right. Uh, and we met Philip Mantle and Chris Evers and those guys. Uh, Philip Mantle was part of what you might call our entourage. He was hired by Paramount. Okay. Paramount treated us royal, like royalty. I mean, it, the, the, the amount of money they spent was actually kind of shocking to me. <laughs> you mm. know, but uh, went along with it, right? And uh, yeah. anyway, <laughs> why wouldn't you? And the budget right. in the movie wasn't that that that, that huge. Also, it's not like we're talking about a hundred million dollar production. I mean, what was the budget like? Twenty, thirty million? I think it was more like twenty five million. Yeah, yeah at least right that, except for yeah. the advertising and all that stuff. Right, so just the initial cost, and of right. course, they had an all star cast. Yeah. Oh yeah, especially the guy who played you, Lucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Robert Patrick, and if I, in fact, I remained friends with him for a long time. I know. Uh, kinda, Lucky. Kinda dwindled off, it kind of dwindled off after a while. Uh, uh, he, like, moved. He changed it. I kept sending him Christmas cards and stuff and notes. But, uh, at one point, uh, what I was sending would, was being sent back. So he, he changed his address. Mm. Maybe that's because he was just getting too much mail and too much attention from too many people and didn't couldn't live a normal life, which happens to a lot of those people I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> well, with uh, with him, he's a big actor too. I mean. You know? Oh yeah, he's been yeah. in everything. Yeah, and of course, I mean, I've got just I've got every every movie he ever did, even the TV stuff, right? Mm, X Files. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah. He, he did a couple other things too. Oh yeah, he's been. I mean, Robert Patrick is as he's legendary big. as the movie itself. He's a, he's a great actor. And you know, yeah. when I had my show on KGRA, I, I tried I tried to get him to come on my show, but 
He wouldn't answer my requests. Oh, that would have been great. These guys would have been on with him. Yeah. That would have been really cool. That's yeah, sad. I, Maybe we'll make that happen one day here. I told Race Hobbs about that. And he says, man, if you could get him, that would be cool. Yeah, but that would be. I did. Yeah. It, never, it never happened. Well, you know, uh, unfortunately, we all have a lot of time on our hands since last year, and uh, maybe he hasn't been too busy, and maybe so we could uh, reach out and uh, touch somebody that knows him, and maybe well, I can make it happen. in digital world, <laughs> you, can, you can reach just about anybody. Yeah, you know, you just go on Instagram, you can book 20 guests. <laughs> it's amazing yeah. how that works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, well, I, you know, you, you ever heard of, um, uh, not McEnany, but one of the, uh, uh, girls who was working, uh, for Trump, uh, when he was, uh, president, you know, one of the press, uh, people for, uh, that was very pro Trump. Her, I can't remember her name now, but her daughter was on Instagram. And she was talking about about Trump. She's talking about about her own mother, the whole nine yards. And I, you know, caught wind of that. And I went to Instagram to see what the whole conversation was about. <laughs> and like, I kid you not, there were pictures that she had put. She was like a fifteen, sixteen year old girl, and she was posting pictures of herself in a bikini and trying to look all like sexy and stuff. And I'm like, you're a little kid, and you're, you know, you're fifteen. You're a kid. You're on Instagram acting like you're a slut, and you're talking about about your mother. Hmm. I mean, get, let's get realistic here for a second. And, Mike, the reason I bring that up is because two weeks later, her mom quit her job to spend full time with her daughter because she saw that her daughter was getting all this negative stuff on Instagram and on posts. And she's like, i got to take care of my family because I'm about to lose my daughter. Her daughter made the idiotic statement of saying that she wished AOC adopted her. And I'm like, talk about the, the blind leading the blind. Anybody wants that and they can poop to adopt them. I mean, lobotomy <laughs> time, folks. You, you know, sometimes you know, lobotomy is just, ah, the best way to go. You know? <laughs> the best way to go. <laughs> For who? For the, the young 15-year-old girl who thought AOC was a good adoptive mother. <laughs> <laughs> and while we're at it, AOC, lobotomy time. You know, like, yeah. it, some people just deserve to be lobotomized. I, I don't know. Uh, Society is a scary place, man. It really is. Listen, I'm, I'm almost out of time. We've been here uh, for you know a little bit longer. And bless you for being here with me. I love having you on. Uh, but I know that uh, you, you want to have a, a nice evening, get the rest of your night together, maybe have dinner and yeah, comb yeah, that I, hair I, I, a little I bit get, more and I make me envious. To go to dinner, <laughs> but I don't know if we will. This late. Uh, what time is it? Well, it's uh, 9.27 here. Yeah, it, Arizona it's, uh, time. This yeah. is also Pacific time. Yeah, lucky. Yeah. It's almost one in the morning here. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> Now, uh, when you uh, you don't know, have the books, uh, man, I, I'm, I'm dying to read you know the uh, any of the oh, books yeah. you, you finish or put out. Well, you definitely need to get more active on that because I mean, you know, you've put out a lot of stuff. You've seen a lot of your you know your graphics and a lot of the stuff that you've painted. And it's fabulous, uh, but the inner mind, man, the working of Mike Rogers, especially on sci-fi <laughs> stuff. You know, being a sci-fi nerd, I want to see. What you can come up with with like actual events like the Phoenix Lights and give it your own spin. That's beautiful. I want to see that. And the other book, so The Adventures. Yeah. I, yeah. The, the, the first event 
you know, the Phoenix Lights fiction. Is that something you'd be more interested in? Oh, I, because I'm I'm a nerd and I love that kind of stuff. I love science yeah. fiction and and what people can do with yeah. reality, and then you mm-hmm. know have a fictionalized story but based on a real event. I love stuff like that. That always gets well, me going. This would be more like uh, 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 a history fictional novel or whatever you call that. You know, because uh, I have so much. I mean, it would be based exactly on the facts. You know, right. Except for the fictional part, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all based on and facts, it, except it, for the fake it, parts. It is history. It is history. It yeah. is history. Yeah. And I did actually witness the Phoenix Lights from a from a hilltop uh, near yeah. Prescott, Arizona. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what what did you base it on? On your experience of watching the Phoenix Lights? Well, it would be the story would be blended with, with my own experience and the reality, and then of course fiction. You know, gotcha. And, gotcha. and it's already written. <laughs> well, but, uh, I just, yeah, yeah. I just well, never, go back. <laughs> it, it was actually written as a as a real story at first, but nobody nobody wanted it. I mean, nobody even showed any interest. Maybe it's fiction. Uh, they will. I don't know. I would have been, uh, you know me. I, I like realism, so I would have been uh, interested in seeing. Well, the, yeah, it would definitely be realistic. All right. Yeah. And I'll change. And, I'll, I'll be the main character, but I'll change. You know, I won't be my. I won't be my name. You know? There you go. You know what yeah. we need from you, though, Mike. We need. We need you to do something in the zombie genre. Zombie genre. <laughs> <laughs> Aliens that are zombies. No, no, no. That's not for me. <laughs> Um, You're awesome, man. Uh, I know you. Adventures with Close Encounters. Uh, yeah, I, I, I know you got that one too. And and, uh, and uh, which natural, one? You, I mean, you're balancing out. Which one do you, you think is going to come out first if you do finish? And you know, when you balance. Well, uh, the one I've been offered money for, although they forgot it, they wouldn't talk to me anymore. Was uh, Natural Illusions? Right. Uh, uh, Adventures with Close Encounters is just a a concept, but. Uh, first event is written all I, all I would need to do is just polish a little bit you know maybe yeah. change a few things that's it i'm telling you that's gold right there man that's uh you that's uh one you're gonna hit right in the head because it's a relevant event that gold, you know the phoenix lights are in still fresh in people's minds yeah. uh yeah so some i think you, you definitely have a good uh shot of making that happen I do love it, you know, the adventures and, and close encounters. I think that's a, 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 a really a fabulous idea, also. Uh, and of course, you know the other book uh, about your uh, your actual work as uh, an illustrator. Uh, I mean, that also is an amazing, I'm sure, a book that, well, that all, everybody all three would like to see. Have, are nearly illustrated, actually. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that's I've, that got, too, I've yeah. done an awful lot of illustrating that I have not shown at all. And of course, yeah. I don't want to do that until it's copyrighted. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that uh, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, people don't understand how good you are, though, at illustrations. I, you know, like it's funny because some people are just born with a gift. Like uh, my friend Doug Jones, he, he was, uh, he's a great actor. I mean, he's been he's in Star Trek Discovery. He's you know a bunch of stuff now. Uh, but he was a mime for a long time. He did mime, you know, work on the streets. So that's how he started doing, you know, entertainment. And he wrote a book about how to be a mime. And I looked at him and I said, Doug, if there's ever a person who was born on Earth to be a mime, you would be that person. 
And he started cracking up, and he was like, I know, that's why I did it for 10 years, because I was, like, so good at it. It just, it mm-hmm. came naturally. And it's the same thing with you in art. I mean, uh, the artwork that I've seen is just, it's beautiful, man. It's some phenomenal well, thank stuff. thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some people are born with a gift, my friend. You have yeah. that. Uh, my you have the touch. The gift for music, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You talking yeah, so about he, it? Yeah. He plays guitar. In fact, some of the stuff he does. <laughs> I don't even want to say it. <laughs> it, it well, it, from what you've told me, it's uh, almost like a miraculous gift. Oh man. And the trouble of it is, he doesn't even think he's good. I know. Well, some of the best are like that. I mean, Charlie Chaplin, who was the top comedian of his time, thought Cantiflo was a funnier comedian who spoke Spanish. And <laughs> a true story. And I'm like, Charlie Chaplin is like, without you, movies would not have gotten made. You realize that, right? Like, it, Hollywood was not an entity which was even viable until Charlie Chaplin came along. And then really was the major part of how the industry got shaped. And you're saying mm-hmm. somebody else is funnier, and, and he was like, yeah, he just is. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well. And truth is truth. You know, it is yeah. what it is. Uh, well, but I'm, you know, I'm going to let you go. I know that it's, uh, it's getting late over there, and I want to make sure you are, you're able to have uh, some time with your family as well. And yeah. say hi to, uh, to your son. And by the way, uh, shout-outs to your daughter in that picture you posted on Facebook. Congrats, yeah. man, on having great kids. I mean, not everybody can say that. You know, you yeah. have a great set well, of kids. I, I, all my kids are good looking. Okay, I don't know how that happened. Uh, Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, just I guess good combination, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and good parenting, and my friend. You know, two of my daughters are college graduates. Uh, yeah. Katie and and Nicole, uh, and 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 my sons are both geniuses. Uh, my son Michael, Mikey, I used to call him. Uh, when he was four years old, he could work the Rubik's cube. I'd mess it up all for him. He'd, yeah, yeah. Four years old. Then he wow. went in the Air Force. He spent six years in the Air Force, and he was. Uh, took care of atomic bombs on jets and stuff wow. like that. Uh, now, did he get a question? He, that, did he ever get that question in the Air Force? So you're the son of Mike Rogers. How is that? I don't know. <laughs> uh, he's in he's in Florida. In fact, the yeah. last time I saw him was uh, gosh, uh, two thousand fifteen. Oh, wow. No, it isn't even that far. I mean, it's further back than that. I, oh, I haven't wow. seen him for 15 years, put it that way. Oh, wow. Wow. He's uh, He's been married once. He was married once, and that picture's on my page, too. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the girl he's living with now, her name is Veronica, and I have never seen her face. I have never seen a picture of her, so I don't. I don't know, you know. And I do oh. talk to him every once in a while, but he's kind of like in his own world over there. But I'll tell you, he is. A, in fact, he's a, what you'd call a perpetual college student. Oh wow! He went. He went into college right after he got out of the Air Force, and he's been going to college ever since. 
He doesn't want to ever leave, huh? <laughs> that yeah, that's like uh, sixteen, seventeen years ago. Wow, what's he studying now? He studies mathematics, philosophy. I mean, he studies all kinds of stuff. Wow. Well, I I've gone to college here and there. I've been basically have done at least a semester in every university in Arizona. Oh wow, uh, that's cool. But I but I've never graduated from any college because they don't believe in credentials, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. What a person's worth is what they show, what they say, what they do, their accomplishments. Right. Uh, this stuff. Well, I'm a doctor, so you got to believe what I say, right? Yeah. <laughs> like Lynn Cate, <laughs> that's her thing. You know, I'm a doctor, so the Phoenix Lights was alien, aliens. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Well, remember, even Bill Cosby uh, was called a doctor at one point. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. He was doing an honorary degree, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, know. an honorary degree. Well, Those yeah. doctors, you know, Joe Biden's another doctor. Oh. <laughs> uh, Dr. Pepper's did, more did of a doctor. See, did you see him falling down the stairs in a jet? <laughs> you know, like airport oh, no, no, he was, fa- he was falling up the stairs, which is even funnier. <laughs> <laughs> falling up the stairs. Yeah. He I mean, rolls down the stairs. He falls down the bottom and just laid there like he was dead for a while. Then all of a sudden he jumps up. You know? yeah. Well, that, yeah, that was a CGI'd one, but but the real one when he's falling. I mean, how do you fall upstairs? Like, like I've heard the concept. You know, well, I, I slipped and I fell backwards and I fell down. But this man actually managed to fall up. Stairs. <laughs> well, maybe they had it turned upside down or something. I don't know. Well, it goes with the narrative of all the executive orders. Like, he did everything in reverse than Trump. Trump would have fallen down. Biden falls up. I don't know. That's just the way it was. <laughs> well, who, well, who was it? A Trump that fell off the stage that one time? No, what it was, uh, it was slippery. He had just given a two-hour speech and it had been raining. And... Uh, he was coming down a, a ramp, and there was something to hold on to. And there was a soldier, and he's like, listen, I just did a tour speech, I'm tired, and it's very slippery, and my shoes are, you know, slippery, I don't want to fall. Which, that's the last thing you want to do if you're Trump, right? Fall on national TV on your ass. Uh, just think about how much CNN would replay that over and over again, if that would happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so literally, like, all he did was the, the uh, soldier was walking next to him, and for the few first couple of steps, he, you know, you see Trump kind of like holding on to him a little bit just so he doesn't slip. And then he just continues down the ramp normally. Yeah. But the media went on that like, oh my God, he is getting so old, he can't even walk down a ramp. He, you know, something's wrong with him. He's like, there's some sickness going on. And I'm like, are you serious? And then you see Biden falling upstairs, and CNN is like, oh, yeah, he's fine. Nothing's going on here. You know, it's, it, you know, it's just the, some uh, the, some wind blew him over. What? Yeah, well, <laughs> when I fell down my stairs the other day, I, I didn't fall on my ass. I, uh, it was actually the, the, the stairs are made of concrete, right, with rebar. And the rain gutter had been dripping on these for quite a long time. And so this next to the last step in the stairs was gone. I mean, it was it was still there, but it was like broken and uh, down, gone, basically gone. Wow. And uh, I wasn't expecting that, okay? It was the next to the last step. So in other words, there was like two steps before you get down to the ground level. 
and they're right. pretty tall. They're like eight or nine inches steps. Okay, so uh, I, I I went step there as I was looking out because I was I was looking east, right? And I just I, I just fell. I mean, I just fell, and I fell on my right side, and my hip still hurts. My in fact, the whole right side of my body still hurts. And uh, did something to my back. I hit my head. Yeah. And I had nosebleeds after that for quite a long time. But uh, everything is better now, except for the having back. a lot of trouble walking. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I'm, I feel you. Believe me, I understand that. You just got to take care of yourself, man. I, I want to make sure the next time we speak, you're feeling better. So take it oh, easy, I'm man. I'm fine. <laughs> I mean, pain don't hurt. Okay. It really does, especially when you don't think about it. Pain don't uh, hurt. Okay. <laughs> pain don't hurt. I mean, I learned that from Roadhouse, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I, I knew that already. It's mental, right? It's mental. You can control it. Yeah. Well, but we all know how that ended up with Patrick Swayze. <laughs> he ended up becoming a ghost. Yeah, he he went from uh, playing a ghost to being a ghost. Yeah. yeah well, sad story. Great actor too, I, by I the don't, way. I don't even know what happened to him. I um, think it had something to do with AIDS. No, cancer. Cancer got him. Cancer. Okay. Yeah, pain, yeah, there was pancreatic I, cancer. I, I wouldn't know. Yeah, it I was, was very sad. He was homosexual, though. You know. So. No, 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 no. He, uh, Patrick Swayze. No, he was actually. Uh, he was married, had kids, the whole nine yards. His wife was with him to the very end, and uh, yeah, he got pancreatic cancer, and uh, he was actually on a really good show at the time. And uh, he had done the first uh, season or two, if I remember right. And uh, it was renewed. It was in the top five of the most watched TV shows at the, at the time. And it was doing really good. And, uh, of course, when he passed, he was the lead on the show. So uh, they, they stopped production on it after he passed. But, uh, I mean... His story was really sad because it kind of got him like from one year to the next, and next thing you know, like you saw the the obvious change in his body and the way he looked, and and then you know you heard the story that he's gone, and I'm like, oh my goodness, that was quick, you know. Like my mother got three years, and she ended up living the next two. She lived to five years after she got diagnosed. Patrick Swayze was like two years later, done, gone, and uh, man, sad story. Well, uh, I've had uh, tests done on me twice. Once when I was in the hospital and one on my doctor, which was uh, six days later. And uh, I mean, I told them to do everything, you know, the standard piss test, the uh, blood work, the whole shot. And they say that everything's fine except for the parts that are affected, you know. Right, right. as far as far as my, I have no no trace of cancer. That's uh, great. No problems, you know, nothing. Uh, God bless except you, man. For, except for, and of course, I've always had that problem. Of, uh, part of my balance isn't there, you know. That happened, you know, fifteen years ago. But yeah. And of course, they don't have headaches anymore. <laughs> and my no, girlfriend but... left me, so I'm really happy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Two, so, two girlfriends, yeah. It, it's yeah, what you got to do. Is, you gotta, brother, I joke about that because she comes over here almost every day. You know? uh, but she well, comes you here to you know. You got to stylize that hair a little bit and start working the fields again, bro. Start, you know, you got to get yourself a new girl. Yeah, well, 
I've kind of, uh, well, I won't say I've had it with women, but I've, uh, <laughs> I've kind of gone the ropes, you know? <laughs> yeah, well. It's going to have to be somebody really special. I mean, I don't think they could put up with me. <laughs> <laughs> As uh, they said in the movie Coming to America, what you need to do is work the church. <laughs> yeah, <I don't> <laughs> Got to get yourself a good old girl at the church there, son. That's what you got to uh, do. <laughs> well, I don't go to church anymore. <laughs> you should start just, you know, just to pick I up girls. I do go to the stores, Walmart, Safeway, what, you know, other stores. Yeah, I don't think uh, you want to pick up girls at girl, Walmart. Girls look at me, you know, but <laughs> I don't think. But like, look, can I you imagine a pickup line at Walmart though, Rob? <laughs> Mike, can you, pick, can you imagine that pickup line? So, uh, what are you doing over here? Shopping? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come here often to shop. <laughs> <laughs> what about this? You smell? I'm gonna smell these cantaloupes. No, no, not those. <laughs> these cantaloupes. <laughs> but like, excuse me, girl, you look lovely. Did you see the aisle where the flip-flops are on? I want to buy some flip-flop shoes. And can you walk with me so we get to know each other? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, the old standard pickup line, right? <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. The new one, uh, just dealing with uh, Walmart now. <laughs> Picking up girls uh, at your I'll local you Walmart. What, those Walmart greeters are like... Uh, I forget. <laughs> <laughs> they have the best job. They stand there. They're like, "Welcome to Walmart." Welcome to- get your shit and get out, right? <laughs> and they want fifteen bucks an hour for that. You know, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I've run your pastime. Here we go. We probably ought to call it call it a night or whatever. Yeah, you, you're the man, though, man. I love, love him, John. It is. I could sit here for another two or three hours. I could. I know. <laughs> But and I, I, and I with you, yeah. I like I'd love to yeah. sit here and talk. It's like literally like another four hours could pass, but we don't want to do that. I want you to yeah. go and uh, take care of yourself and uh, eat something. You know, get get you know the the elements you need in your body to stay healthy, and uh, we'll, we'll do this again soon because you know you are the man. Okay. <laughs> All right, Angel, my angel. <laughs> you are my brother, and uh, I love you so much, man. You're you're the best. Well, you are too. And you were on my show. We had a good time. <laughs> yeah, no. You're, every time you're on my show, we have a great time. And the one time I was on your show, we had a, a fabulous yeah. time. And that was awesome. Oh, For me, I that was a great honor. Another radio show, but I'm so much into these books and the stuff, writing, the illustrating. Uh, I, I hardly even have the time to go on my page anymore. I, I check yeah. in there like, I don't know, 10 minutes a day, you know. Uh-huh. Well, you know, you know, my house is your house. Whatever you need to uh, get on air, just uh, spew. You, know, you just let me know, and you have a, a home here on PSN. <laughs> spew. <laughs> spew like the view, my friend. Just let it all out. You <laughs> know <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> well, yeah, don't don't spew like you know. We don't need that. <laughs> all right. Okay. Take well, care, my friend. Uh, guys, we're going to close out with that, and that is the legendary, the iconic. The very well-groomed Mike Heston Rogers, who we love here on PSN Radio and uh, PSN TV. And uh, until next time, I'm going to tell everybody to uh, check this man out, check his work out. When his books are ready, buy them. And as soon as they're out, I will have them linked directly on my page, angelespino.com. So you, the watchers, you, the listeners, can go there and get them easier if you're uh, listening to me because I will be pushing that stuff. 
<laughs> Take care, oh, brother. Good night. That, folks, is the end of the show, the end of the broadcast, and that was the iconic, the legendary Mike Heston Rogers. Uh, until next week, uh, well, actually until Sunday, when we when I return with another uh, great show. And yes, I wasn't kidding. We actually did book uh, the iconic rapper, the realist, Javon Jones, is going to be with me uh, in, uh, in the next few weeks. Uh, we're wrapping up the dates where he's going to appear. And uh, this is a dude I've been uh, looking forward to talking to for a very long time. And uh, a favorite rapper of mine for over two decades. One of my favorite rappers. I mean, I'm not even kidding. Uh, I can recite lyrics of his music uh, offhand without a problem. So I uh, look forward to having him on. look forward to having you guys listen in. So thank you all for tuning in, for being a part of uh, this wacky show this week. As always, I am Angel Espino. This is the Angel Espino Show, Inside the Jackal's Head. And this is PSN Radio, SoFlo Radio. And we will be back on Sunday night at 10 p.m. Until then, as well as a good night, and don't let the bed bugs, bite, bugs bite, especially if they're aliens. Because my friend UFO Phil's think they really stink. Isn't that right, Phil?